The future is seen by those lucid within the dream. Aloha shifters, conscious co-creators, lovers, dreamers within this holographic matrix. My name is Brendan. Welcome so much to another live broadcasted recording of Paradigm Shift Dream Class. Now, of course, this is, as always, an opportunity for us as a community to be able to come together to be able to talk about dream exploration, lucid dreaming, metaphysics, astral, proje astral projection, dimensions, infinity, and beyond. And this class is presented on behalf of ParadigmShiftCentral.com, a real-world interactive game to help shift consciousness. And as always, I'm joined by some fellow amazing shifters who are here with us tonight to be able to be a part of the conversation. So, fellow shifters from across the globe, please feel free to unmute yourself and say hello to the beautiful people tuning into this here, now, and in the future now as well. So, so let's all say hello to the people of the internet. So, hello, guys. Hello, hello internet. Remember your Yo, yo, yo. Aloha. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys, as per usual, for joining us, for joining here, for those of you listening into the future. You guys know that this is a really awesome opportunity that we got going on here, and as I mentioned, ParadigmShiftCentral.com, if the project is new to you, definitely go check it out. It is a global conscious community. It is about creating conscious media, which is exactly what we are doing here. We have created lots and lots of live broadcasts, and you can always go back and find more of those through the main website and, of course, on my YouTube at youtube.com forward slash SkullBabylon and also on iTunes. For those of you who are on mobile devices, an easy way to get the new recordings is to run a search on Paradigm Shift Radio through your iTunes or podcast type app thing that you have as well. So, very cool and very exciting. Now, the Dream Cloud is something that we've been doing for a while here and we're going to get into introductions for people in the class and basically going back to the core of it, part of the reason why we do this is to be able to bring more conscious conversation into the, t into to bring more focus into the conscious conversation related to us awakening as multidimensional beings. And what does that mean? That means understanding that we are more than just our physical bodies, that we naturally exist through multiple dimensions. And one of those, one of those dimensions is the dream space, and that's something that can be experienced directly. And of course, one of the key things that we always go back to, for those of you who may be new to this, and for those of you who may be here time and time again, it's always just key to be reminded, at least from my perspective, that one of the really exciting things about studying dreams is understanding how much our thoughts create reality. When we understand that our thoughts are constantly creating within a dream space, we understand that this reality is too another version of the dream and we are constantly able to co-create in this bigger dream together through the intentions and the projections that we that we share and that we place out into this world. So this is a class about coming together, talking about some of the things, talking about lucid dreaming techniques, talking about dream exploration in general talking about some dreams we might have had, some questions that we have for the groups, and ultimately just being able to share our ongoing documentation of our collective and individual shifts in consciousness. And of course, bringing in the very popular theme of shared dreaming, which is something that we'll talk a little bit more later in the show relative to our common objective of meeting up at the dream tree within the dream. So with that said, we'll, we'll go around the circle and we'll begin with some basic introductions as we bounce the conversation beyond that, and we'll have each 
each person just kind of reiterate who they are and what brings them to dream class and then if they want to give like a little bit of a snippet as to something that they can talk as beyond the introductions and please feel free to do that so uh, with that said we do have a few people here in the hangouts we have Ashley we have Avery we have Harmony we have Kyle and we have Tony and uh, we also have Jimmy but Jimmy's kind of dropping in and out because he's actually uh, driving a truck right now so shout out to Jimmy but uh, with that said I'll, I'll let you guys decide who would like to introduce themselves first and uh, we'll just give that a second and if you guys want to unmute yourself you can jump right in on that and uh, I'm not sure if uh, <laughs> Harmony's one of, one of Harmony's children is, is saying hello to the webcam but I'm not sure if they're here to take part in the class but hello, hello, Harmony. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Um, sweet. Okay, so uh, we'll bounce some things around. And Kyle, obviously, you're one of the regulars here. So if anything, we'll just uh, let you kick things off with a bit of an introduction. And if anything, I can do a bit of an introduction uh, as well, even though that was kind of already done within the original introduction. But nonetheless, Kyle, welcome back to Dream Class. Just tell us like who you are, where you're from, and what brings you time and time again back to Dream Class. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, world? <coughs> My name's Kyle. I'm from Delaware. I'm following the paradigm. One second, just got Jimmy. Sorry about that. That was Jimmy's microphone coming through. No worries. We're good, we're good. Sorry about that, audience. <laughs> Alright, Kyle, go ahead. Start from the top. It's all good. Uh, my name is Kyle. I'm from Delaware. And I have the uh, paradigm shift. Delaware page on Facebook. Um, I come frequently to dream class every time it's up. Usually I try and make every class, but um, it brings me back to dream class. Keep it dream oriented. Um, man, because the, the dream space has a lot to teach us about ourselves um, and the places that we manifest and the places that we go in our dreams. Um, I feel like there, I feel like some places are created, like we make them, and some places are like kind of just like totally, you know, like very lucid sort of spiritual projection style experience, and and like like going to another dimension or realm and that's what like for me when we were when me and my friends were younger and we had this whole idea of like you know we called it the shift you know that's what caught my eye with the paradigm shift is I was like oh shift look at that let me check this out um, but now yeah, this whole idea of the shift and it being related directly to other dimensions and accessing them when you sleep and instead of dreaming actually going to these other other worlds you know what I mean so they very much so do exist, and this is a place where we can um, come together to help each other understand what these places are, what they have to bring us, you know, like, okay, like, last night my dream was really crazy, and it was weird, and, you know, we log that down, and we're like, okay, well, let's look at this, and, you know, the next night it could be a totally different dream, or your dreams might be consecutive and play out in a style or, or in a similar fashion over time, you know, and then reoccurring dreams where you have the same dream again, you know, like what what message is that trying to bring? What's the you know, what's the overtone of that dream, you know, like if you have a reoccurring dream, 
that's bothering you or just really intriguing, it could be positive too. You know, um, <clears throat> what's the overlying tone of that dream? You know, what's the theme or aspect or event that makes it a reoccurrence? You know, like is that just us digging deep into our inceptive behavior or something? Yeah, I like um, I like one of the things that you're hitting upon there about the uh, idea of dream stories continuing from like one dream to the next. I think that's like a really interesting thing, and it is actually it's actually not really a topic that we've totally gone into uh, within the class discussion uh, so far. So I mean, I, I'd be curious to hear from from other people within the class who maybe have had that experience, who have had like this parallel narrative unfolding within their dream space. That is, you know, like again, parallel to like what's happening in your real life. So it's just like it's not dreams aren't these random, 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 super random things. Like sometimes you actually go there and you're like continuing a journey that has actually already begun from previous dreams. And and if anybody within the class has anything to say uh, about that as we get into the discussion, please feel free for, to share that because I think again that's another awesome documentation of what dreams are actually are and how they're helping us understand that you know we're kind of living these like parallel lives within multiple dimensions and the dream space is like part of that so cool Kyle uh, anything else that you want to mention at the top of the introduction before we pass the talk and stick around um, no I think I covered a pretty broad spectrum of ideas there um, yeah no I mean like when it comes to reoccurring well I guess not really reoccurring dreams but reoccurring dreams could be a separate thing altogether than just dreams that carry over into each other like one night you'll have this part of a story and it's like for some reason that frequency is just you know adaptive to you 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 really like that frequency for some reason so when you you know go to sleep and you go on this weird you you know and you're you're in the in-between zones of everything and you're like selecting where you're going to get sort of sucked into and, you know, where where that's going to take you or where you choose to go with it that time. <clears throat> it, um, you know what I mean? I think, like, you become attuned to that vibration or maybe for that, for some reason, like, it's it, it could have to do with planets and stars and energies and, you know, like, what energies are influencing, you know, energetic patterns on Earth? What, what, uh, what geometric sort of resonance is occurring at that given time? I think has to do with um, our dreams and our location too. If you're outside and you're camping. Like sometimes you have really crazy dreams, you know. Maybe it's just because we can physically be there, and and it all also all depends on what energies you're around at that point too. Like, you know, like your house is built over top of a ley line, you're gonna have like really awesome and intense manifestation and stuff. But if it's built far away from a landline, you might not really have a whole lot of crazy dreams. They might just be like, you might be like, oh shit, why am I so distant all the time? Well, it's because you're very far away from 
you know, energy cross points and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Areas that are really, really resonant with a lot of good, thick, flowing, abundant amount of energetic activity. Yeah. Yeah, again, like, that's another interesting topic, just, like, the idea of, like, does sleeping in a different place actually change the ways in which your dreams play out, you know? Does aligning yourself with ley lines, as you were mentioning, does that actually, like, determine the potential of your dreams becoming more vivid or more lucid and everything like that? Or even just creating sacred space within your own environment is another thing that we can talk about. So all interesting points, Kyle, and, um, yeah, we'll bounce around with a few of those a, a little bit later so, dude, welcome, welcome back to the Dream Class, and uh, yeah, it's good to have you here again. And I, and I mentioned to Kyle uh, but before we even began the show that um, last night I actually had a dream, and Kyle was actually in my dream, so I'm going to be able to share a little bit about that later on, and, and it was interesting. I'll do my best to recall it as much as I can, so yeah, well, stay tuned for that. <laughs> cool. All right, so let's keep bouncing around, and uh, again, for the people tuning into this, for the people who happen to be watching this live, please feel free to share the show with your friends. That's always a huge help in terms terms of the fact, excuse me, in terms of the fact that social media is such a peculiar thing these days and every little bit of help definitely does help in terms of just being able to help ripple the ways further and of course inviting and joining you guys to either join into this class or to be able to join into future classes and if you're listening on YouTube you can find the link to join within the information for the show and also within the comments as well. So with that said we'll keep passing it around and um, who within uh, the people who we have here would like to introduce themselves first and tell us a little, little bit about what brings them to dream class. So whoever would like to go pass it over to Harmony then. So awesome. Well Harmony welcome back and uh, again you will introduce yourself and what brings you to dream class. Hi. Um, my name is Harmony Frenterhouse, and I'm here to learn and just um, help shift the paradigm of the old, um, non-sustainable ways to in the new, um, more sustainable, more cohesive um, energy that we're going into now. And we're all basically going through this. I feel like the the dream space is kind of like a a playing field where we're learning things that we don't necessarily are aren't necessarily able to on this physical realm. And um, I also just want to um, just uh, kind of go back and forth with that and uh, different experiences that I've had and, and learn different experiences that other people have had as well. Awesome, awesome. I, I was going to say um, earlier when we were just um, mentioning to, to Kyle just like the idea of rec or dreams that are sort of telling an ongoing story. Um, I'm curious, has that been, has that, is that something that's come up within your experience? And if so, is there anything you want to share on that now? Because I know, like, you do have some... From, from previous classes you've been involved with, you've shared some very interesting dream stories. Um, but, yeah, have, like, continuous stories been a part of your dream experience? And uh, if you just want to unmute yourself, go ahead. 
sorry. Um, yes, but I've had that experience with several dreams throughout my life. Um, I have a few different places that I go to over and over and over, and then sometimes when I realize that I'm in that place, that it's actually not the re this physical realm, then I um, become more lucid in those dreams because I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is the that dream state that um, is in the after realms. And then when you realize, then you be, when you become more lucid, the control that you have over your dreams is more. I've had a few different dreams where um, it's been like at a property where I lived at one point, and uh, my brother lives at now, but it looked completely different, and the characters that were in the dream were not necessarily people that I knew in this life, and, and I've gone back to that dream several times since I was a child, and um, I mean, I've I have several different dreams like that, that that are kind of like a setting that I go into. And then there's also like the dreams where you're kind of having a disturbing dream in the morning and you wake up out, out of like um, kind of fear, anxiety, and then you realize that it's just a dream and then you go back to sleep and you go right back into the same dream to continue and play it out. And then often I become more lucid in that because then I realize it's it's just a dream. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's definitely some good examples of again, you know, just like the type of things that can definitely happen. So cool, awesome. Harmony, is is there anything else you want to mention within your introductions or any, anything you might want to talk about later in the, in the broadcast in particular? Um, maybe later on in the broadcast, I was interested. In um, I don't know if you brought this up in your geometry dream class or in any of your dream classes, but um, hold on one second here. <laughs> okay, um, so if you mentioned this at all, but um, setting out crystal grids underneath your mattresses and or um, the geometry like the sacred G that I saw maybe about five years ago and there was this guy that had these huge pieces of paper that you could put in underneath and and we actually got inspired by that and we used selenite and made crystal grids and my kids slept better and had more happier dreams when they had these crystal grids in place and whenever they were having like health issues or anything we would refresh the grids and put different crystals and help have them help us and they really loved that um, interaction and the frequency that the crystals um, help you to align with. Cool, yeah, no, that, that's, that's interesting and, and we have talked a little bit about crystals in relation to dreaming in, in past broadcasts but not particularly uh, so much, although it has been briefly mentioned in terms of like creating crystal grids underneath beds and everything like that, but it, it's it's a topic we can definitely explore. And um, yeah, like I think we'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. And I know for like some people, they'll hear that and they'll just be like, "Crystals? Like what? Like it's too like far out there, man." But I think it's one of those things where, again, you know, like if you believe in the magic, it works and if you don't it still will kind of work so I mean it's interesting to hear like how it can work with a child who would be more sort of like on the level of being 
open to the idea of crystals making a difference. So I think I think it's it's cool to, that you've had that experience of working with the crystal grids and dreaming with your kids as well. So it's pretty cool. Um, cool. Okay. So Harmony, any, any last things, uh, and then we'll pass it around with the talking yeah. stick. If that, I think that was good. Yes. Thank you. Perfect. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Welcome back. Thank Sweet. You so much. All right, so um, yeah, let's keep bouncing around. We're, we're sort of gathering up a, a list of topics as we kind of go through the, the introductions here. And um, again, we'll, we'll just keep bouncing the talking stick around and uh, have some more people introduce themselves. So between Ashley, Avery, Jimmy, and Tony, uh, whichever of you would like to introduce yourself first, please feel free to unmute yourself and we will be able to do that. So, Tony, I think we'll pass over to you next. So, Tony, welcome to Dream Class, and what brings you to Dream Class? Thanks, Brendan. Um, I'm interested in dreams, uh, dream exploration. I've always been kind of uh, very good at that, lucid dreaming, ever since I was a kid. Um, I, you were saying about uh, that parallel, almost dream life. I, I certainly experienced that myself. Um, I, I remember the first time that ever happened where I was like in a dream and it was a, a sort of like a city environment and I remember like almost like walking around the corner and going this other seems familiar like the whole area seemed like familiar to me but it wasn't the city that I lived in. It wasn't uh, any city that I've ever visited. Um, so it just sort of triggered almost like a memory that uh, ever since then uh, there's been other times where I've gone to this uh, area and uh, and so it's like a, almost like a parallel life in my dreamscape. Um, so I definitely experienced that myself. Um, otherwise, I just interested in hearing what everybody else has to say about uh, their own uh, explorations. Um, been wanting to do uh, one of the classes for a long time, but I haven't had the uh, microphone, and uh, now I've got that, so I'm looking forward to uh, participating more. Awesome. Well, again, Tony, welcome, and uh, yes, thank you for joining. Uh, as Tony mentioned, Tony's been involved with the Paradigm Shift Project for, for quite a while, so it's exciting to be able to have him. And, He's uh, live broadcast, so huge shout out and uh, welcome again, Tony. Cool. Okay, and and again, you know, like I, I think I think that's cool. Even just uh, what Tony was saying there, the idea of um, it for for him talking about having lucid dreams as a child. I, I'd love to hear more about other people's experiences in terms of dreams that they can remember when they were young, because I think that helps us like understand a little bit more about what the dream space is. What is it trying to show us? You know, what is it trying to teach us? Because again, like part of the objective behind creating this broadcast is literally to create a container to document what we are experiencing as consciousness within the dream space. So, I mean, you know, each of us can kind of put in an experience to be like, be like, oh, like, this has happened. And then we're just like, okay, therefore, this is possible. And then someone will come in and be like, well, this has happened too. And be like, okay, this is possible. And then just by listening to each other's dreams, it actually starts feeding some of our creativity and inspiration for what's actually possible. 
within the dream space, and, and that is part of this discussion. What is possible within the dream space? And even within the last broadcast, you know, we specifically talked about some of the things that you can do within dreams, and we listed off, like, you know, like 20, 30 things in particular, and we'll go around and we'll bounce off a couple of those, you know, like even like time travel, traveling to like other planets and everything like that. And I'd love to be hear from other people's experiences of, you know, like going to astral cities or communicating again entity that in some ways sort of like appear to them as extraterrestrial or multidimensional in that sense. So the dream space is, uh, from one way of putting it, I personally think is this very interesting central hub where a variety of people can join, like a variety of conscious entities from multiple dimensions are capable of accessing. So it's kind of like this central server that multiple dimensions can sort of tune into, can log into, and we are logging into it from the Earth dimension, yet other entities are logging into it from their dimension and from where they are as well. So it's very interesting, and again, I always like going back to this idea of, of noticing the shift in the paradigm when we begin to think of dreams less as just a side effect of consciousness and actually something more of like a, a higher dimensional created technology so to speak and then, and then it starts to become this very interesting thing in terms of being able to utilize it and being able to understand like how it is holographically helping us learn more about ourselves and understanding that dreams are a place for us to connect with our quote unquote higher selves and we'll talk a little bit more about that as we keep going around so there's obviously a lot of, a lot of there's an infinite amount of topics related to the dream discussion so let's keep going through the introductions and then we'll get more into the popcorn style format so uh, with that said, we do have a couple more people who are here to introduce themselves. So we have Ashley, we have Avery, uh, we have Jimmy, and uh, recently Andy just joined as well. So between you guys, if one of you would like to introduce themselves next, maybe um, would Ashley like to possibly go next? Ashley, I suppose. If like, sure, if you, if you don't mind. <laughs> so <laughs> Hi, cool. everybody. I'm Ashley. Um... I'm just here to change the world one dream at a time. Um, and that's, <laughs> uh, that's all I have to say for now. That's perfect. Awesome. Okay, welcome back, Ashley. <laughs> Thanks. Cool. Okay, so, and, and again, you know, obviously, like, introductions can be as short and as sweet as you guys want them to be. So, um, with that said, we'll just do a couple more introductions, and uh, we'll let Avery or Andy or Jimmy introduce themselves next. So, whoever would like to go, just feel free to unmute yourself, and we'll let that person introduce themselves. And again, reminding people, people who are tuned into this live, we currently have 11 people tuned into this broadcast live. There are always people who listen to it afterwards. If you guys want to join, you can join as well. The link to join is in the information for the show in the in the YouTube. So you guys can join through there. So um, Hi. We'll let, we'll let, okay, so Avery, we'll, we'll let you introduce yourself. So Avery, welcome to Dream Class and say hello and what brings you to Dream Class? Hi, I'm Avery and I am here really out of curiosity. I have had some very interesting dreams and then I have had some experiences that I cannot actually say that they were dreams because it didn't feel like dreams. They actually felt that I was experiencing them at the moment and I don't know if that's what you call lucid dream where you're aware that you're dreaming but these were more real than that. And so I'm just curious, just want to hear what, you know, this is all about and see if, you know, I can get some understanding into the dreams that I've been having and the experiences that I've had. 
Awesome, awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for, for joining, Avery. And um, yes, uh, just from one idea of, of in response to what you were saying there about having a dream that felt more real than real, um, if, it, 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 like, I mean, sometimes dreams are just incredibly vivid, but when you're particularly conscious of dreaming within a dream, then that's what we refer to as a lucid dream in the sense of, you know, lucidity, clarity, being able to sort of see through the the veils or see through the illusions and uh, acknowledging that you are dreaming, that you're in that space. And that's part of what we ultimately want to help assist with within these conversations, within what is happening here on this planet, is that more and more people are having these experiences where they're going to sleep and whether they intentionally try to or not, they're having these very, 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 very vivid dream experiences where even just one has the potential to change their life, has the potential to shift their paradigm because suddenly they have an experience where they were just like, whoa, you know, like that was vivid, that was real. And, and you know, something that we talked about in the dream class before multiple times is that the dream experience, the dream space has a present moment just as real as this one and in some cases even more real and in more vivid so again you know like it's not just this idea that dreams are I mean theoretically you know this is just my opinion thing for yourself it's not just this idea that dreams are just a bunch of information randomly coming together to occupy your mind while you're sleeping but rather it's actually like you going into another dimension where you're equally capable of experiencing and ultimately learning and growing from. And that's kind of the big thing that we always want to, for me personally, that I like to bring into this topic of the dream class is that within the dream exploration process, you can learn. You can learn through your dreams. And if you can learn within your dreams, then that's why they're worth paying attention to because it's about integrating those experiences, that knowledge, into your physical dimension. So it's sort of the, again, the dream space is kind of this bridging space between our higher dimensional selves and our physical selves, if we want to put it that way, and at least becoming more familiar um, with that process. But again, you know, this is this is part of the practice, trying to put, put, put a lot of these big ideas into simple words. So that's part of the practice, and just remind you guys that this is just practice, to be able to practice talking about these, these things. So eventually, even just by having this discussion here and by the people listening to this, it can help encourage us to replicate these conversations out further into more of our everyday lives with other people who we know and can equally talk to about their dreams as well. So, cool. Okay, so Avery, thank you again for, for joining. And um, with that said, we do have just a couple more people to go through the introductions with. And um, Jimmy, did, did you want to try doing an introduction? Let me just gently unmute you. Um, I know you're, you're driving right now, so if you want to try, uh, we'll, we'll try. If not, we know that you're here with us. So, Jimmy, I'm not getting audio through right now, but, okay, there it is. No. You know. All right, Jimmy, go ahead. If, if the audio is too rough, uh, we'll let you know. Okay. Uh, what, what brings you to Dream Class? Dreams are a very, very interesting thing. I guess not necessarily this reality, but whatever exists beyond this reality, whatever exists beyond those realities, it's just a reminder 
that there is more to our consciousness than we are actually led to believe. And we hold much more power, even within this reality, than the majority of people actually realize. I have had some pretty crazy dreams. I, mean, I guess over the past few days, I had a very vivid dream last night. I really don't want to talk about it. It's strange enough. But, I mean, I've had dreams where, like, how you guys were talking earlier about how sleeping in different places increases capabilities and how these dreams are. Oh, okay. We might have, we may have lost Jimmy there, um, but I, I know like it, it was coming through a little bit staticky. But again, you know, for people listening to that, just use it as a chance to practice your psychic abilities and, and even just the stuff that that Jimmy said there. I think was actually really key. Um, Jimmy, jump in at any moment if if you're still there. Yeah, okay, so he just dropped. So again, like his internet connection just isn't that good. But um, just reiterating some of what Jimmy said, uh, if in case some of you may missed it, but you know, he's just saying, you know, like dreams are sort of showing us to, like realities that exist beyond this one. And then he said and realities that exist beyond those realities, right? So I mean, like by no means is the dream space the final frontier. It's just kind of like another step into this multi-dimensional experience. And again, you know, one of the key things that Jimmy said that I, that I agree with and I always want to bring it back to is this theme of empowerment and, and how maybe a lot of times we're not talking about dreams within culture because like, you know, it, it's just kind of like if, if we were talking about more about dreams, we would understand more about our potential within this reality, which is, again, part of the reason why I want to be able to talk about dreams, so we can become better dreamers within this dream. Um, Jimmy, go ahead. I was just reiterating some of what you said because it was a little bit choppy, but any any oh. other things you just want to mention real quick um, and we'll do with the audio as it is. But go ahead. Okay. Let's see. What was I talking about? Literally out in the middle of nowhere right now. Talking about, uh, oh yeah, sleeping in different places and how it increases the potency of your dreams and everything involving that. Like I've had dreams where I've been sleeping in this truck, and I'll wake up in the truck, thinking and wake in the truck, you know. And then I'll realize that. Hold on, I'm freaking putting a U-turn in this semi right now. Anyways, I woke up in the truck, and I fell asleep while I'm dreaming in the truck, and that's when stuff starts to get really crazy. Like, I've had dreams to where I've seen myself driving, and I've seen myself in the passenger seat at the same time, and then I've been in the back, and then the, one of the dream versions of myself has looked at me and said, you know you're dreaming right now, right? And then, like... I'm like, I'm dreaming, huh? And then all of a sudden, all the images of myself all converge into one image, and I'm back behind the wheel of the semi again. And then all of a sudden, I'm driving, and I'm like, hmm, let's see just how solid all of these objects are. And I start driving, and I just start phasing through everything. Like, anything that you would normally hit while you're awake, I just phase through it like it was a massive hologram. Like, and that's just one of the many dreams that I've had. Like, that was a dream within a dream. It's very strange because then I woke up within the dream and I was still dreaming. 
and then I actually woke up, woke up, woke up, but like, like I could tell I was awake, but I couldn't move my body, and the only thing that I could see within my actual vision was just a vast multitude of like swirling colors just completely enveloping my consciousness. I don't know. It's just some very strange things. Anyways, that's my introduction. Hopefully we have some fun in this dream class. I have about 60 miles to go to reach this shipper, so I can pick up my load that I'm running to the Mexican border. So whoever wants to speak next, feel free to. Awesome. Jimmy, thank you so much. And uh, your audio is actually coming through a lot better on that one, so so we heard you. And uh, yeah, and you know, like kind of the, the, the false awakenings, there's the, 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 the so many amazing things that can happen within the dream experiences. And even like you said, there's like another version oh, yeah, of yourself man. communicating with yourself. Um, super awesome to be able to document that and again, just take note of what is possible yeah. and what has happened. So cool, cool, man. Awesome. Well, Jimmy, thank you again, and uh, of course, safe travels, and uh, yeah, feel free to, to jump in when it's appropriate within this conversation, and it's always a pleasure to have you here, man. Of course. So, of course. Yeah. Uh, awesome, I mean, awesome. I think I can keep myself unmuted as long as I keep my radio down, so I'll just be able to say whatever. Hopefully, right. like right. right now, I'm just going to remain silent. Do you hear anything? Okay. All right. Well, we'll yeah, we'll prompt you. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go, so that's cool. Cool, man. Okay, thanks. All right, cool. Alright, let me just mute you on that. I'll, I'll mute you for my end, Jimmy. That's cool. Or you got it too. Okay, cool, perfect. Cool, cool. Okay, awesome. So there we go, guys. We're, we're almost uh, just finishing up going through the introductions. And uh, again, we got some good topics uh, already just kind of uh, based on some of the things that we were talking about. We were talking about like dream patterns, ongoing stories, recurring patterns within dreams, uh, just the idea of like realities existing beyond this one and again going back to like themes of empowerment and uh, even dreams as children and uh, obviously lucidity and how to achieve lucidity and experiences within lucid dreams. So uh, with that said, we do have uh, one more person to introduce and uh, that person is Andy. So Andy, if you would like to unmute yourself and uh, give us a quick introduction of who you are and what brings you to dream class please feel free to do so well first I'm gonna say this in my most native language that I can speak to you guys hike Erksanda meaning hello earthlings it means uh, that's what uh, I would uh, introduce myself whenever I go into such dream class like this is because the fact is is that I have a lot of connections with my previous life before I came to Earth and so my goal is to come to here and to first make sense of it and second of all to uh, how can I learn from the previous uh, past so that way I can use it as almost like a way to live uh, much better in the present moment because the thing is is you can explore any realities you want you can explore anything, but the thing is, is that if you're not living the now, your uh, your dreams are useless. It's not going to change the world. But what I want people uh, to know is that when you apply it right now to those uh, who you're living with uh, right now, you're going to make a big change in whatever it is that you desire. And that is why I'm here. It's to sort uh, sort out what do we uh, seek. In our uh, in a community like this, that is what um, 
that's what gives rise to uh, like communities that are considered like uh, empires that are considered a utopia or anything that we always envision. That is what I'm trying to do. Cool. Awesome. Well, Andy, thanks again for, for joining us. And, uh, you, you know, that's kind of what you were saying there, just like the idea of, like, connections to theoretical past lives, even as other dimensional entities and things like that. Like, I feel one of the things, if I were to just, like, straight up be able to interview uh, another person from another planet, one of the things that I would love to ask them is just, like, what is their dream experience like? And maybe it's similar, yet maybe it's different. Maybe they're actually, like, other alien races that actually, like, dream lucid by default. And maybe, like, that's actually something that we as humans have sort of gone through this process where perhaps in the past it actually, like, was part of our experience where we would dream lucid and, and, and we were aware of our multidimensional nature. And yet over time we sort of developed this this veil, you know, we developed this fog within our dream space that has prevented us from dreaming lucid every night, yet evidently that's proven as an essential part of our awakening process to sort of go through that process of forgetting and remembering. Because I think in this day and age, if it was, if we went to lucid, if we went to sleep lucid every night, it would, it would change a lot of our learning curve. It would change the way that we interact with this reality. So I think it's exciting to know that lucidity is something that has to be worked for. It has to be earned. It has to be, like, intended. It has to be manifested in that sense. So that is, again, part of the reason why we're doing this because I think everybody has the potential to experience what a lucid dream is like, and not even just a lucid dream, just very vivid dreams, very profound dreams, prophetic dreams. And so again, we want to be able to help inspire and encourage people to develop their own practices simply by listening to these broadcasts and to continue to develop their their own relationship with their dreams. And then of course being able to bring those stories back into the community, knowing that as you expand, the universe expands. So. Very cool, guys. So um, with that said, uh, that kind of just answers, again, you know, within my introduction as to why I'm here, wanting to be able to create this space for community to be able to help document the collective ongoing evolution through the exploration of our dream space and so much more. And uh, again, just to reiterate, my name is Brendan for those of you who might have missed it. But welcome and huge shout out to those of you tuning into this. We're going to bounce some uh, ideas around and we'll just sort of see where things go. But let's uh, see um, if it, I'm just curious because I'd like to know. Uh, you know, like, what are people's experiences like from their, if anybody, does anybody remember any um, vi vivid dreams from when they were children? And and we'll kind of open up this conversation. And what do you feel maybe that you actually, like, can learn from that looking back on it now? Or did anybody ever have any lucid dreams as, as children? And, and maybe, again, you know, like, what did those dreams mean to you at the time? So um, we'll, we'll we'll just give it give a second, Andy. I just want to see if anybody else wants to jump in first before we pass over to you, and if not, we'll pass over to Andy. But if anybody else wants to jump in on that, and um, okay, cool. So we'll pass it over to Andy, and then um, I got something I can share on that as well. But we'll bounce things around regardless. So, Andy, go, go ahead. All right. So for my personal experience. Most of the lucid dreams that I uh, tend to experience are more like nightmares to those of you who actually are listening to this. There was one time that I had a dream where I almost like walk into, uh, this is like when I was six years old. I walked into this little house or this dark place. I entered the room with a group of friends of mine 
and while we were walking slowly, we couldn't help but notice that there's an eerie feeling about this place. That someone is behind the door trying to catch us. It was then that whenever, like, when there appears a dark figure, dark shadow, coming out of the place, I was scared to death. I was like, oh my goodness, it's time for, to, for us to run. Because if we don't run, one of us will get eaten. Then it was it took to the point where like a whole group of friends of mine started running. We uh, took off and run. And trying to get back onto our uh, almost like our school bus, I would say. Then this dark figure was chasing after us. It was tall and it was extremely uh, more like dino like. Very dark. And then it chased after me, but I, it grabbed my leg, and I was like, God darn it, stop! Try to kick it away. But then uh, I, I was lucky that I made it to uh, the school bus and ran off, but one of my friends didn't make it. And when I look back at uh, the scene, like I saw that friend got eaten up by that being, and, uh, and there was a bloody mess afterwards. And that's when I woke up from there. It was very terrifying. Yeah, do you, do you think, like, when you woke up from that dream, or just, like, looking back on it now, like, do you feel there's any significance to that dream? Do you feel as if that dream, like, helped you, like, change in any way? Or does it make more sense looking back on it now in any sense? Or maybe how would you do it differently if you were sort of back in that dream? Because I always think, again, you know, with nightmares, nightmares within dreams, like, they themselves are teachers. And, and, and though we may not know it at the time, they're, like, calling us into action to be able to say, like, hey, like, you can change this. You, you, can, you can alter, like, what is happening within your reality at this point. But obviously you were young at that point. But, uh, again, just reflecting more, do you, what do you feel maybe your spirit got out of that dream? Or what do you think the dream was trying to teach you in that moment? Well, the same was the other uh, dream that I had when I was 15 years old, where I or 20 years old, where I got attacked by the same uh, giant uh, dino, and when uh, I was uh, running in a maze, it all teach me to uh, like value uh, our people's survival, uh, just like my own, because sometimes people don't always realize that uh, your life is uh, valuable until one day someone took it away from you. And that, uh, that is something that I grew up with as a young uh, boy, and even my ancestors. We were a bunch of Vietnam War veterans who, uh, where our house got bombed, our uh, apartments got taken over, raided, pillaged, taken, uh, and even uh, like conquered by uh, the government, confiscated. And um, all that taught me uh, that sometimes we got to um, let uh, that the world doesn't always revolve around this naive type of love. It involves sometimes protecting each other uh, so that way we can enable a survival of our race. So that way we can uh, live through the day and uh, learn how to uh, be together. That is what true love is. That's how I mm, uh, grew up as a person when I was very young. Cool. Thanks, thanks for sharing, Andy. Yeah, and um, sorry, I was just going to say, Andy, when, just, if you just want to mute yourself manually, just when we're switching back and forth. Thanks. Cool. Um, 
Cool, awesome. Yeah, Andy. Again, you know, like I, I think that's, I think that's important. You know, just uh, the idea that sometimes you're right. Sometimes a dream will sort of t run you through the experience of losing something, so that when you wake up, you're even more grateful. Like I think probably some of us have probably had an experience like that, where maybe in a dream, like a loved one gets hurt, or even worse, or we, you know, lose something in in, in whatever way that means. But then we wake up and we're just like. Oh, good. Like, thank God, it was a dream, and you know. And then you go and you like hug that person extra hard, and that may be like the universe's way of of saying, be able to be like, hey, like, remember to appreciate the things you have. Remember to tell the people that you love them. Like, remember to tell the people who you love that you love them, because like, tomorrow is not guaranteed. And sometimes the dream space can sort of give us a lesson, give us a simulation of that experience to bring us into more gratitude. I think that's one way to just sort of think about it. So, um. I'm interested more while we're on the topic of the topic of nightmares, of the topic of, you know, like very intense dreams that, that maybe we have had, not just as children, but but even later in, in our life. So I just kind of want to open up the, the discussion to that. And, and there's a couple dreams um, I can share related to that. Um, but again, just opening up the microphone to anybody else in the group who's comfortable and, and would like to be able to share, uh, practice sharing some, some dreams that they've had, some nightmare-ish type dreams that, that, that they have had. So we'll just uh, give a moment here. And uh, Avery, you have your microphone open. So we'll, if you would like to go, go ahead. Hi. Um, I've had a dream that um, somehow manifested into the physical. And um, let me explain it. It wasn't when I was a child. It was when I you know, was much older. It was just a couple of years ago, maybe about five years ago. I was dreaming that I was at the place that I was working and I went into the elevator to go home but instead of stopping at the first floor and you know of where we usually leave the elevator went further down and then the door opened and I remember looking and thinking this is not where I'm supposed to be and trying to press the elevator to close to go back up and it wouldn't so then I said okay let me just you know, step out here and see where it leads to. Then it led out to a bus, and on this bus were a group of people. And somehow I can tell that the bus, it was like if people that passed on and they were being taken over to the other side. So I don't know why, but anyway, I got on the bus. And I'm just seeing, okay, where does this bus take us to? And then all of a sudden, there was this entity that was on the bus and started, it's like it was searching, and it was searching. And then I remember it, it came to me, and then all of a sudden I became frightened. And then I was aware, then at that point I was aware that I was actually in my bed. And then I could actually feel the entity like in the room because now I know that I was actually in my bedroom, in my bed. And then all of a sudden I felt these hands come around my neck and started strangling me. And I was actually feeling like I was being strangled. I mean really feeling, not dreaming, but actually feel like I'm being strangled. And I started to panic. Then all of a sudden I started to remember. Then I just started to say over and over in my mind, I do not believe in evil, evil spirit. I do not believe in evil spirit. Everything is good. You cannot be evil once you cross over. I do not believe in evil spirit. And then I, I felt the hands just move away from my neck. 
I mean, it was actually strangling me that I felt like I was actually going to die, be strangled to death. And then when the hands fell away from my neck, I got up and I was actually choking like somebody was strangling me. And when I went to look in the mirror, I could actually see hand marks around my neck. And that's why sometimes I had these experiences and I said, am I actually dreaming and can a dream actually manifest into the physical in that way? Yeah, thank you for, for sharing that, Avery. And again, you know, like I think that in itself is like a very, very interesting discussion to be able to look at. And, and it's not really one that I can personally like, I don't know if I can really like give too, too much information on that. The, the idea of people sort of going to sleep and like waking up with like bruises or, or even as you said like physical marks and everything like that um, but I would like to be able to open up the discussion to, to others in the groups uh, you know because again like is that is that is that a real thing you know should people be concerned about this is that something that can be sort of like met with uh, different themes of protection and everything because a lot of people uh, you know, when you get into the discussion of the dream space, uh, they'll, they'll sort of, like, get into this idea of being, like, oh, you know, like, be careful sort of thing. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I don't want... I Like, I think it's important for people to be able to, like, explore that for themselves. And, um, yeah, it's a it's a very, like, yin and yang discussion. But but let's um let's see what other people in the group have, have to say about that. Or 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 Avery, do you, is, is there anything else that you just want to reiterate? So again, you know, just kinda like would you have a question for the group maybe? If you could phrase it in a question for the group and we'll pass it around if you'd like. Well I've had other experiences, but that's just just one of them. And that's just something that I was curious about. I mean can a dream manifest itself into the physical? I mean, can you go into a dream and actually bring something back with you and bring it back into your physical, you know, world where you are right then and there? And it kind of spooked me and it made me afraid for a while, but then I then I remembered that I started, you know, saying to myself, I don't believe in evil spirits. I don't believe that, you know, there's evil after, you know, in the spirit world and then the arm, then as I said, it, it released itself, so I'm still curious about it. I don't really know, ex you know, exactly, you know, why it happened or what happened, but I've had, you know, similar, that's not the first experience I've had, so it spooked me, <laughs> and I'm still a bit spooked about it, but I'm just curious, can can your dream manifest into the physical? Can, can you be in a dream and actually something comes back, you know, you know, with you, and that's, you know, yeah, that's my curiosity. Yeah, yeah, so so let's do that. Let's let's sort of brainstorm it and just bounce this idea around, because, I mean, for some people, like, probably outside of the circle discussion, that, that would just sound like such a far-fetched idea. You know, it's just like dreams are in their own space, physical realities in this space. But as we know and as we've talked about within the group, you know, like, dreams are a place where you can like see the future. Dreams are a place where ideas begin to manifest. So I mean if you can dream something, not even just within your sleeping dream, but in your waking dream through your meditation, that's actually how you're beginning to manifest things. So I mean you can manifest like experiences, you can manifest, you know, creative ideas, you can manifest like meetings, you can manifest opportunities. But like can you manifest material things? Dot 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 question mark. Is this possible? And you know like 
in one of the broadcasts we were talking about um, some of the crazy experiments that, that the government has even done with things like the Montauk project, which is like a whole nother discussion in itself. But they're talking about, you know, like a machine that they created where they would hook it up to people and people would meditate on objects and they would actually materialize into this existence. So, I mean, is, is, it, like, is there some sort of like crazy idea within this reality that we haven't fully explored yet is still being experienced by some people in terms of physical things actually like manifesting as a result of the dream space, as a result of the dream experience. And again, you know, like it's kind of hard to put it into words, but uh, let, let's just sort of play around with that idea and see if we can, uh, you know, maybe gain some more perspectives and understandings on that. So Avery, thank you for, for bringing that in because I think that's a rare topic and um, yeah, no, but it's it's still on the table. So um, let's uh, let's see if anybody would like to to jump in on that topic, and um, we'll just keep the microphones open for anybody who would like to maybe have a response to that. I think I think Andy did have a response, but um, sorry, who was it? Was that Tony? That's Tony. Okay, perfect. Tony, yeah, go ahead. We'll pass it over to you then. Yeah, like um, I know I, I've tried to. Um, in dreams to try to hold on to something and then concentrate and then try to bring it back. It hasn't worked yet, but I have tried. Um, and I know a lot of times when like, I, I've tried to experiment with um, sort of that little in-between state where we're like asleep but we're slowly waking up and I can start to feel my body and if I don't move... I should be usually able to dip back into another dream again, and so a lot of times in there, like I'll I'll notice that um, um, you know in that in between state, like if uh, if I'm starting to have a dream where I'm running and I trip or something like that, my leg will actually have a bit of a reaction to it. Like our minds are pretty powerful, so is it possible that we could like develop um, you know? A physical reaction to something because our mind is so strong. I definitely think that's certainly a possibility. So we could, you know, if you're being strangled, you know, and sounds like something out of a Nightmare on Elm Street, but you know, is our mind strong enough to be able to create a reaction? I think that it could happen. That was pretty much it. Hmm. Um, I, I, I missed a bit of that. I caught the end of it just because my computer was glitching on the other end. But that's that's okay, though. But, I mean, catching the tail end of that, I, I heard what you were saying. But let's just keep bouncing around. And, and again, you know, inviting you guys to be able to help co-create the, the discussion as well. Does anybody else have any thoughts on this? You know, like, is there, or Tony, is there more maybe you want to hit upon or, or, or any thoughts that you have related to Avery's account and story? Um, yeah, no, I, like I said, it, it's, I think it's, you know, our minds, our minds are very strong and powerful, so, you know, we could very easily, you know, have physical, like, actually pulling something out of our dreams and making something totally new, that would probably be harder, but I think, you know, we can certainly very easily because of the strength of our minds and how it affects our bodies, our bodies can react to, you know, what we're perceiving in the dreamscape. And so, you know, um, and anything like that should be very possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, like our... Yeah, like, I, I'm just trying to, you know... <laughs> almost trying to approach it from, like, a logical, scientific idea, right? Like, what... like 
do, like how do we explain the idea of somebody getting hurt in a dream and waking up with that injury or something like that? Or dude, it, it, it's it's actually like an accountable thing. It's happened many many times. There have been studies into these kinds of things. Um, sometimes people will just wake up and they'll be like, "What's all this?" You know, people frequently have um, to wake up with like almost lacerations because they've scratched themselves so much. It's like <clears throat> also, do you remember? Like we do things in our dreams. And if you're going through something, at a certain point in time, you could be harming yourself in your dream. I knew a girl in high school, she had to go for a sleep study a lot, actually, a bunch of times, because apparently, like, she kept hurting herself in her sleep. You know what I mean? Um... There used to be this procedure for epileptics where they would sever the right and left hemispheres of the brain. Those same people, you know, like, you can survive that and function and be normal. But those same people, when they go to sleep, sometimes it's on record that they would wake up. It's called alien hand syndrome. One hand was choking and the other hand was trying to pull it away because your creative side and your logical side of your brain, your two halves of your brain, one of them gets depressed in, in sleep. So one was getting depressed and trying to kill, you know, itself. And the other half of the brain is a logical response is to stop that from happening. So these people were choking themselves and then found to be like pulling, you know, like one hand on the neck and then one, one hand on, on the other arm trying to pull it away. Um, it's called alien hand syndrome or something. It's, it's something related to that. And, you know, like that, that is a thing that happens. Like, that could be a manifestation and she could have just been like choking herself, you know what I mean? That's what could have been like those marks you know what I mean whether or not that was influenced by an outside force or not mm -hmm. but yeah no that's definitely yeah yeah I mean like that 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 in itself like would be one explanation uh, a rare one yet yet a potential one like the idea of like yeah like the body almost like doing something unconsciously to us in our sleep so I mean it, as crazy as it sounds, Avery, um, you know, because if you're, like, waking up with, like, marks on your neck, like, it's very possible that, like, you put those marks there yourself, yet you don't remember yourself putting them there because of the fact that you were asleep, opposed to the idea of them just randomly appearing there. You know, like, yeah. I, think, I think it's more likely that, like, these physical marks got there physically, opposed to them just, like, quote-unquote, like, magically appearing, you know, and I don't kind of avoid using the term magically because I don't want to sound, like, degrading because magic is still real and everything like that. But, um, yeah, kind of, even just going a little bit on what Kyle was saying, you know, I think there's a whole other conversation in there, in there, in itself related to, like, the epilepsy and the cutting of the brain and everything like that that sort of alludes to this idea that we are not just, like, one person, 
if we want to think about it that we are one person yet we are like a one person like made up of like multiple intelligences multiple like you know aspects of a brain and everything like that 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 create this illusion that it's all like working together so neatly and and, and so perfectly yet it's just kind of an interesting idea to sort of like think about the fact that like we're actually like more than one intelligence working together to create the illusion of one intelligence, sort of, again, like this micro-macro kind of concept. Um, again, that's almost a conversation in itself. But, uh, yeah, like, it, it, it would be possible for, for people to almost, like, hit themselves in their dream without remembering that they're doing it and then waking up and, like, finding the bruises there or something or finding the lacerations there. For me, that would be, like, again, trying to find the logic in, in how that happens, um, but again, you know, like I just want to keep opening up the conversation. Uh, if there's anything else that, that you guys think, or you know, we can sort of bounce around the conversation and get back to just the general topic of nightmares, and you know, and what are nightmares teaching us, and, and what are some nightmares that maybe you guys have had that, in some ways, you're actually grateful for. Like, I think that in itself is a very interesting discussion. It's like, can you wake up from a nightmare and be grateful for it? You know, like maybe just planting that seed will allow you to think about that next time you do have a nightmare. So instead of just being like, oh, you know, like, oh, why did I have that? I didn't want to have that. Just being like, whoa, you know, like that was intense. Why did I have that? You know, and then, but like in, in just like an in, 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 like in a curious and inquisitive way. Um, but again, let's just open up the discussion to, to anybody else who would like to, to join into this. And um, we did also have a new player who joined the game, and I think she actually might have something to say. So she can introduce herself too, and, and, and go ahead, and you can just say a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Hi. How is everybody? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't been on here in such a long time. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. But um, I've actually been listening like on the YouTube side and then I, it really uh, hit home for me because oh sorry I'm Elysian by the way yeah and I live in New York and I like to indulge in the metaphysicals and and whatnot and um, you know all the interesting things that have been coming to light in the past few years you know on the western side I guess but um yeah this hit home for me because um, as Avery was you know talking about her experience it reminded me of a a maybe not similar experience, but um, it's a long story short. I I encountered this really like, really like really negative and just kind of like horrid, scary entity, and it had like this, it had a mask. Like I I knew what it um, was showing me, in in like the visual aspect of it wasn't what it really was. It was masking itself with like an older Japanese woman smiling. It's so strange. And I remember, like, uh, I was in the dream. I was walking up to it to ask why it it was still in the store since the store was closing. As I walked closer to it, I literally could feel like my life force being sucked away from me, like, and not even like in like the physical dying aspect, but literally just my my soul actually like diminishing and like I actually in the dream remember trying to reach out to it to make it stop, but it just would suck me in more. So. What it what was interesting was um, the fact that recently I've been hearing a lot about boundaries, especially with like sensitive people to like like sensitive people to spirits and to energy and things of that nature. Um, I've been hearing a lot about boundaries, and that's something that that's come up in my life a lot. Is I have never really had strong boundaries between myself and others in general, or being that I've 
been indulging into this new like this whole new world of of spirit and and what what have you um, boundaries is so important it 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 makes it makes sure that the people around you or whatever it is that is in your space makes them realize like you are not a lot you are not um accessible to any type of like uh uh like you know play whether it be taking you or hurting you or making you feel uncomfortable the boundaries part about it like just meditating on like a golden light to protect you all the time i've i've been like you know really getting to know how important boundaries are and um that's what i've been working on because i've i've literally encountered so many times where i felt threatened and so many times where i just felt like something is like around me that just wants to hurt me um yeah so i i mean that's the thing <laughs> that's just i wanted to put that out there just in case you know it could ever help anybody um yeah that's really it mm -hmm. yeah i think uh, again you know sort of the answer that's come up within the discussion before is this idea that you know never underestimate the intentions and the power of like visualizations in terms of like creating as you refer to boundaries in terms of like creating like a force field a spiritual force field if you want to think about it this way um, I, I do feel that like there there is credence to that and and even if it's simply just to create like a peace of mind or to just be able to reflect an intention that you're putting out to the universe so, so it's like sort of this idea of being aware that that actually works and then just like making a habit of, of actually doing that and sometimes if it feels like our boundaries are being infringed upon maybe that's actually the universe trying to like remind us how to use those boundary protective means so I mean this is like it's really interesting because once you get into this type of stuff it becomes very very similar to like spell casting from a video game or like a fantasy and things like that it's just like oh what like you're going into you know like a level 15 nightmare like better cast like your golden eggshell of like <laughs> spiritual protection and stuff like that like or else seriously right? though seriously yeah. <laughs> yeah I completely agree with you like if you don't have your own type of mantra like I have like a few mantras in my mirror every day to say to myself like but uh, one of them, I'm gonna have to make one soon that like refers to like, pe like others respecting me and my space, and I, I in general respecting myself enough to, you know, exude that nothing can penetrate me because you are ultimately like the one that's going to get affected by anything that you let into your space. And if if you allow it, then you allow it. If you don't want it, then you have to work on that. And like the the person that's like the yes man, oh yes to everything, yes to the boss, yes to the friends. You can't always be the yes man, so you're gonna become like a victim per se. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll open up the the discussion um, just in one second. I just wanted to make a quick point, and and yes, I agree. Like what what you're saying is definitely like key. Um, for for me, you know, one of the things that I feel will become uh, a goal to work towards for, for any of us who sort of think about this is sort of developing our inventory of dream abilities as we go into the dreams and as we go, go into things, you know, so it's just like if you are becoming lucid in a dream and you want to fly, like, you'll have a method for it, you know, like, maybe for some people it'll be imagining, like, rocket boots, maybe for some people it'll be imagining wings, but again, you know, it's not whether it's the rocket boots or the wings that work better one way or the other, it's sort of creating a story 
that allows your thought process to move forward in the direction of your intention. So I mean, again, you know, like creating like a force field, is it actually the force field that's doing it or is it the force field that's symbolically reflecting the thought, your intentions, right? And it's the intentions that are creating it sort of thing. So I mean, again, you know, like within the dream space, we can sort of create, this is something that's come up before, what happens if we sort of start creating, you know, like spiritual armor that we can wear with us and then that will allow us to enter into like deeper dream spaces, you know, like imagine that, you know, imagine what does your spiritual armor look like? Maybe it's like this like gold plated like glistening armor and everything like that with crystals on it and, and you know, what other abilities can you have? Like maybe you can have like a special like crystal that lets you teleport, right? So you like whip that and out of your dream, you'd be like, all right, you know, like let's go to another place in the dream it's like boom you go to it right maybe you can have like a device that's like sort of like a whip that you can like whip onto tree branches and it's like super long and extendable and you can like swing from place to place and it'll help you slingshot around right so like really really inviting people to get creative knowing that there are no limits the only limit is your creativity you start thinking right if you were in a dream right now what items would you want to have in your inventory what would you want to create within your character right so I mean maybe you can have like a magical staff and that magical staff is like what you use to like shoot fireballs and to shoot lightning or to transform things right it's like a magic wand right so though the wand is focusing your intention but again is it the wand or is it the story that you're telling and having those items helps you tell that story because it gives you a, a point to bring your focus back to, especially when you begin to repeating that. So, I mean, that's something I want to bring more into my, my path and, and, and you know, I, I invite other people to sort of get creative about that. But, but yeah, let's just keep opening up the circles and uh, if anybody else has anything that, that they want to say, even just on, you know, like spiritual protection within dreams, nightmares within dreams, what we can learn from nightmares, any nightmares that maybe you guys want to share a little bit about, anything like that. So, Jack, we'll, we'll pass it over to you, and, and, and Jack, welcome welcome back to the game. So Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about spiritual armor, because um, recently in my life, I've been working uh, at a new job with my brother, and uh, I got my own company, and then uh, you know after I get off of that, I work with him. And there's been a lot of energies there at that job that are just attacking that purity, attacking that God essence that I'm bringing into this world, you know. And what do you do when that's happening? You can't, you can't really confront it. It's it's not like it, they're attacking you. They're just attacking that energy that you bring. So you just got to let it go, but it's just just trusting in God, trusting in the armor, uh, you know, just letting go and having faith in and letting letting the angels and God fight your battles for you, so to speak, you know? It's a beautiful process to really let go and let God control everything. And it's scary. It is really scary to to let God do everything, to to not you know, on a certain level there is karma. We can we can be the you know instruments of karma, but if we let go and we just become pure, then everything's gonna solve itself. Like we don't need to do all this stuff that we think we need to do. It's all gonna work out, you know, if we just let go. Sure, man. Yeah, yeah, and. and... Do you, do you want to define, I'm just curious, because again, you know, like I think some people might listen to that and they might sort of almost like challenge that within their logical mind, but like when you say just let go, 
Like, what, what, what do you actually mean by that? Because, like, to some people, letting go means, like, doing nothing. But, but in some ways, letting go is kind of like getting out of the, getting out of your own way kind of thing or, or letting go of, like, self-doubt or something. But I'm just curious, like, when you say, like, letting go, like, what do you mean by that and why does that actually make a difference? Perfect, perfect. Because, you know, on the realistic 3D level, you know, I really, I'll just tell you the, the deeper situation. You know, there's these people attacking me because of, you know, my brothers. He's getting to a level where he's he's respecting what I'm doing for his company. And the other people that have worked there for a certain period of time are getting very upset. And, you know, they're coming at me with a lot of stuff. And really, in my ego self, I want to attack them back. I want to be like, no, let, I'm doing good stuff here. You're just jealous and... When you point out people's problems or insecurities, it's actually going to magnify that. So when you let it go in that moment and then you come to a constructive uh, realization and you, you work with the angels, you work with the higher spirits, and then you come to some way that's going to resolve that in a spiritual way, like what I've, what I've come to is you know coming having a, a collective group of people of everyone that's involved in like, you know, sitting around and saying, hey, this is what's going on. Are we going to work as a team? Are we going to work as individuals? And if we work as individuals, it's not going to work out for the team. It's just simple stuff, really. But if you let your emotions get the best of you in that moment, you're not going to be able to resolve that for the greatest for everyone. So it's like your ego creeps in and you, you, really, you really have a lot of stuff to resolve. You have a lot of problems that are going on, but... If you don't do it in God's way or the angel's way, it's it's going to actually create more of a problem, you know? So how do, how do you feel we sort of, like, translate that that knowledge into being able to, like, think about the dream space a little bit differently or, or how we interact within the dream space a little bit differently? Do, do you feel that applies to the dream space as well? It totally. Everything applies to the dream space. So let's say... <clears throat> The, the typical story about the bully, okay? You have a bully that's that's attacking people. And if you don't react to that, the bully's going to find another target. So the simplistic way of the dream is once you conquer the bully in your dream, the bully no longer messes with you because you don't no longer are triggered by that. So when you're working through God's grace, you're no longer triggered by that but you're also not just saying, oh, I'm no longer triggered, so I'm not going to work with it at all. You're saying, I'm no longer triggered, so I'm not going to react, because that reaction will bring negative energy. I'm going to work with my God, higher mind, and create a solution for the problem. Don't focus on the problems. Focus on the solutions. Yeah, I think I think one thing that you said there that, that really stood out to me was just the idea, like, the tests of our reactions. And and I feel like that is what dreams are doing in a lot of cases, whether they're lucid or not, whether they're nightmares or not. I feel they're constantly there to sort of test our reactions or at the very least to sort of allow us to see our own reactions. Because maybe sometimes, you know, it's interesting in, a, in, in dreams, we don't always feel like we're we're in control. Sometimes we sort of feel like we're watching ourselves. We're just kind of like playing the role kind of thing. And so I, I've noticed that within myself where there will be a scenario where 
where I'll make a choice in my dream, and then when I wake up, it'll be like, whoa, okay, like that's meaningful that that I made that choice. Because maybe like a month ago, I might have made a different choice, but. I've gone through growth and changes within my physical life and now it's actually played out within my reactions within my dream space as well. So so I think just observing the reactions within our dream space, within our dream characters is such an interesting thing and just having that idea in mind when going into dreams is just a, a, a very like insightful way of understanding what the dreams are there for. You know, it's just like, just like, okay, like how am I going to react tonight? Or what am I going to be able to observe within my reactions tonight? And then again, when you react in a way that doesn't feel comfortable, when you wake up and you're just like, Ooh, you know, like I didn't really vibe with that. Let that be a teacher too. Let that sort of bring that part of yourself into focus under the microscope and, and use that to change yourself in the physical. Because sometimes it, it goes both ways, right? Like you change yourself in the physical and it affects who you are in the dream space. And then sometimes who you are in the dream space can affect yourself in the physical space based on whatever ongoing communication that you have between those parts of yourself. But yeah, what, what, what do you guys think? Anybody else or, or Jack, if you want to, if there's anything you want to expand on that. Um, I think Avery, did Avery, did you want to say something? Or I see your microphone's unmuted, possibly? Oh. <laughs> no, I am just... Okay. I'm just listening to what everyone Perfect. is saying. But no. uh, Elysian, did I pronounce your name correctly, Elysian? Oh, yeah, perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, you actually touch on some very important um, points about having that um, protection. But mm -hmm. um, as far as my dream, it, I did not hurt myself because I actually started out dreaming and I actually woke up when I... Um, when I knew that there was an entity there and my eyes were actually oh, and I actually did look around the room and I knew that I was in my room again before I felt the entity come closer and started to strangle me so I know that I wasn't strangling you know it wasn't like a, a, a self-inflicted thing that was happening um, but um, Elysia and I do yeah that having that protection you know that does have I've had other people when I tell them about me told me that that's something that I I actually needed to look into. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I I I don't know. Maybe it's like the lack of training that you know when when you like personally I being that I've come become aware of of this new world that like was so closed. I I never even like thought existed. Like now I believe in unicorns, and when I was little I wouldn't I would only think they were on TV. You know, so it's just kind of like. You know, realizing that now this is a whole nother ball game, like completely whole nother ball game. Like we need so much training, and yet, like, who do we turn to? We can't turn to anybody in particular. Maybe, like ourselves, we try a lot of the time, but it's really just practice and making sure that we are protected, like mentally. You know, all that. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. And um, and um, you touched on something important, important also, Skull Babylon. <laughs> Is that your <laughs> your name? Um, about can things be manifested, and that's one of the things that quantum physics say. You know that um, when it talks about manifesting things within your life, and you know, and also now they're coming out with this quantum computer that they're saying that can actually go out into the parallel, you know, world. Which was a good idea to watch Stranger Things before I started reading about it. But um, so. Can things be manifested? Can you dream of things, and can they be manifested? You know, it's 
it's something that is out there and it's something that I think that yes we actually can go into parallel universe so you know that's just my you know whole take on it and I think dream is one thing that um, might introduce us to it but it's something that we can actually do physically if we get within that higher plane that we can actually get there yeah, I, 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 that's again. I, I agree. I, I think, I think the possibilities are there, e even though we, maybe we haven't seen too, too much of it. Like there, there is like sort of evidence, like kind of like hidden in the shadows. And again, you know, with like government projects, and even sort of mentioned, um, you know, this, this show, Stranger Things, which is getting more and more into the the cultural mindset of just like how things are opening up to more of this multidimensional reality. So I mean, I think within this group discussion, you know, like I just encourage people to just keep an open mind and then I think knowing that that is a theoretical possibility just sort of allows us to kind of like move forward with, uh, again, with more openness as to, to what could potentially happen because, um, again, it, what, what, what both of you uh, were saying, you know, what, what makes this interesting right now is that, like, yeah, like we are literally here learning from each other and we're learning together, and no one here is an expert in, in, in the traditional sense. So, I mean, we're able to just, like, share knowledge, and, and that's exactly why we're in this class. It's just like, guys, like, how the hell do we figure this out, you know? Like, this is this is something that they didn't teach us in school. This is something that's, like, very, very, um, you know, like, outside of the box. It's very multidimensional. How do we put this into words? How do we start talking about this? How do we create a language for this? How do we start learning? let's share ideas, let's share information, let's share experiences, let's share what has worked for, for us. And so, yeah, just kind of reminding people that, again, you know, that's why we're doing it. And it's a slow and steady process, but over the past several weeks, it's definitely been very exciting. So, um, yeah, okay, let's let's sort of keep bouncing around a little bit, guys. And um, we may uh, end up wrapping up this broadcast by about 1 a.m., which will be a little bit shorter than normal. That will just keep it under, like, a three-hour broadcast opposed to, like, a four-hour broadcast. But uh, nonetheless, that will still give us plenty of time and just, if anything, give us a chance to sort of focus uh, a conversation as well. But I just want to open up the discussion if anybody else has anything that, that they want to ask or, or talk about at this point. Um, there are a few other topics that, that we can still jump around with as, as well. Um, can you hear so, me okay? Yep, Ashley, you can go ahead. Yep. Um, I just wanted to share something. Um, about a few years ago, I was um, laying in bed and I was listening to Coast to Coast and I drifted off to sleep. Well, I had, to me, it felt like I had woken up, but I was in, I guess, a really deep sleep to where I felt like I couldn't move. And even though it felt like I was awake, it also felt like I was still dreaming. But what woke me up was I heard the doorknob to my bedroom jiggling. And this fear just came over me. I didn't know who or what was on the other side. Uh, the thought crossed my, my mind, maybe it's the cat. But the cat, you know, can't juggle the doorknob like that. And then I heard this very ominous voice, um, like, just say yes. And I thought in my mind, no, because 
I didn't want whatever was on the other side of that door to open it. And whatever it was kept repeating itself, yes. And I just kept saying no. And I was laying there with one of my kids, and I guess that mother instinct, you know, whatever it was, I just kept repeating myself even though I couldn't move and I didn't know if I was awake or asleep. I just kept saying no and eventually the jiggling stopped and I actually did wake up and I was able to look over to the door and it was still closed and that experience just totally freaked me out. I, I don't know if it was because <laughs> I fell asleep listening to Coast to Coast or if it was um, actually something else there with me. I don't know. But I, I just wanted to share that uh, experience with y'all. Uh, I have a question. I, I don't, sorry if anybody else. I just wanted to ask a quick question to you. Um, do you feel like something about coast to coast or like something in their music or them in general like seems like just not like not pleasant like some underlined negative agenda do you feel like something like that uh, it's possible but actually coast to coast is um, it's kind of like this space here where um, uh, I think it's George Nori he gets on, I think, his radio or whatever, and he talks to people as well. And it's people talking about everything in general. And it's possible that night they were talking about aliens. So that could be a factor into why I was having that sort of kind of dream. No, okay, I, yeah. No, that makes sense. I just asked because, um, like, I've been also hearing, like, a lot lately how, like, certain certain types of music, like not music, but like certain artists ha don't have the most pure intention um, when like publishing music or like creating music. So I was just wondering if you felt like that about about that artist. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of. Uh, it's hard to say. Um, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just, um, I think, yeah, there's some good points that you guys bring up there because I think it brings up the idea of, like, you know, I, I've referred to this before as, like, spiritual diet. Pay attention to, like, what you're bringing into yourself. And, and this includes media. This includes, like, stories. This includes, you know, just, like, your environment because that does play into the dream space, you know? Like, if you spend all day watching, like, horror movies, it's quite possible that you'll go to sleep and have a dream very reminiscent of a horror movie sort of thing. And, and in the same way, you know, we can kind of use this to actually program our dreams because, you know, like, watch awesome anime, watch like some Miyazaki films, watch Spirited Away, watch Howl's Moving Castle, watch like, you know, movies like Paprika, which is not a Miyazaki film, but another awesome anime, watch Princess Mononoke, and see if that affects your dreams, you know, like try try doing that, because I, I know that, similar to, to what Ashley's saying, um, that I've, I've experienced that, where I've like fallen asleep watching a movie, and I dreamt about the movie, and this is something that we've talked about in the past dream classes, but again, it's like another technique that that could potentially be be utilized that could potentially be like used to like augment our, our dreams is that pay if we if we go to sleep like engaging ourselves with something 
can that sort of be carried over in into the dream space? Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like I, I think I think uh, again, Ashley, just thank thank you for what you're for what you're sharing there, because um, yeah, like I, I think that is just like uh, another example of kind of like how in that moment it was kind of like the dream kind of like testing you, and and you were able to sort of like say like no, like you know like this is what I want, like go away sort of thing. Um, so I mean, like that—that that was kind of interesting. Like, do do you remember how you felt when you woke up from that? If you mind me asking, or um, I felt relieved mostly, mm. but yeah, I was scared in in the general moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, un- understandably so, so. And most of the fear came from just my kid being next to me, and whatever yeah. was on the other side, I didn't want it to come through. Yeah, no doubt, understandably. So, yeah, cool. Okay, well, let's um, let let's just keep bouncing around uh, again since this is some good conversation that we're we're getting into tonight. And uh, again, you know, if you guys want to talk a little bit more about like nightmare experiences, what we can learn from nightmares. Um, again, if anybody's maybe had uh, experiences where maybe they've they've been in a nightmare scenario, and similar to to what Ashley was saying, is that. You know, they they call you in, into an opportunity to like change the dream in, in that moment. Um, but yeah, uh, Jack, you got your microphone open. Go ahead. Yeah. So from the indigo perspective, I really want to share the truth that when we go to sleep, whatever we have consumed within our mind is going to have certain anchors into the construct of the reality we're gonna dream. So reality is actually a dream. So we really have to start understanding what we consume with our mind is just as important as what we consume with our body. Everybody says, oh, my diet, my nutrition is so important, everything. Oh, that's so... But what you consume with your mind, the thoughts you have, the things you put in front of your vision, your television, like the tell-lie vision, it tells lies to your vision. Like... You really got to be conscious of what you're consuming through your thought forms, through your mind. So I don't watch and bringing higher levels of wisdom into your mind and not having all these things that are going to attract negative entities, so to speak, is vitally important for your mental health. Jimmy, did you want to jump in with something? And then we'll just open. I thought I heard Jimmy jump in. Sorry. Maybe even in the caller right now. Okay. All right. Well, Jimmy, well, if you have to, if you do have something to say, just let us know. We'll we'll try it because your audio is like kind of half there, but that's okay. Um. Okay. Cool. We're 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 Jimmy's radio right now while he's driving his truck across the country. So. <laughs> okay. Um. Did I, I? I wasn't sure if somebody else opened their mic up there briefly. I wasn't sure if that was Ashley or oh, Avery. Okay. Avery, go ahead. I was agreeing with him about you know you have to be careful what you what you bring into your subconscious by the things that you read and the shows that you watch. I don't watch TV a lot because of that, but um, just that a friend told me lately about the show Stranger Things, so I said let me check it out, and then after that I started reading about um, quantum computers. You know about how we can go into the parallel world and Stranger Things, how you know it took them into the parallel world. So 
that you know that was why I mentioned that but yeah you do have to be careful about the things that you read and the images that you bring into your you know into your subconscious because it can affect a lot of the a lot a lot of your dreams it it, it really does because I've watched TV shows and then had dreams about it but the dream that I did describe um, it had nothing to do with any show that I watched but that does happen you can read something or you can watch something or you can hear about something and it does affect what you do dream about and those dreams I think I um, I just I just think those dreams are just things that you're just thinking about at the time so it just comes out it just manifests itself in the you know in the dream it's not really a dream to really um um, how can I explain it? It's just dreams like if you're actually watching a show. It's not dreams that I think that are to really give you any deeper understanding or any deeper meaning to anything. It's just like dreams like if you're just watching a TV shows. But then there are some dreams that you do have and have experienced quite a few of them that goes a lot deeper than that. I don't know if it's a message that I'm getting. Um, I don't, I'm still, you know, not understanding it and I am still trying to grasp some understanding of why I get these dreams but yeah I just wanted to add that that you know, some outside influences you know outside things can influence your dream as you know as, as Jack said mm -hmm. yeah well I oh sorry no, can I no, say no, something no, yeah, yeah thanks um just to like piggyback off of what um, Avery is um, saying about the messages like like um, receiving messages while you're in, in dream state. I actually, uh, I've I've never really had premonitions in the past, like you know of of uh, you know premonitions while in dream state. But um, I've encountered it once, like very strong, very very strong uh, premonition, which actually happened like the next day, literally, where like I dreamt that my brother, my brother um, was going to have a home invasion, and literally I wake up. And my mother tells me your brother had a home invasion, and I'm like, oh my god. So it's it's really interesting. It's like, what do you do when you get these type of messages? Like, how how can you help your physical reality with these like, you know, subconscious like out of body like messages? And it's just that that's always been like such an interesting thing. Like, how do you cultivate such power into using it for like the best good of your life? You know, such such an interesting topic. Um, can I say something? I don't Go think yeah. can, I don't think you can because um, I have an aunt that dreams and she, whatever she dreams actually happens. She dreamt her son's death. She dreamt that he went to the beach and he died. So that weekend, he and a group of friends were supposed to go to the beach, and she stopped him from going to the beach. And then, like maybe a couple weekends later. He went to the beach with his fam. You know, they all went to the beach together, and he actually drowned and died. She actually dreamt him drowning. She tried to stop him from going to the beach that weekend when he was going with his friends, and then I guess, you know, it just went out of her mind, and he actually drowned when they were all together. So she dreams. She actually dreams people's death, and it's very scary. I always tell her, don't dream. Don't let me know when you dream anything about me. But she actually dreams they're actually how they're gonna die, not exactly when, but she actually dreams how they're gonna die. So I don't. She tried to interfere, 
and it just it didn't work. So I don't think you really can interfere when you dream things like that. Wow, Avery, thank you for for sharing that. That's uh, tragic and and incredibly like also just like the the fact that that's happened as an experience. I'm sure is not the only time that's happened where you hear about that. You hear about people having those premonitions of people's death and in multiple different circumstances. Um, tying in with this topic, one, one of the things that, that for me uh, sort of just like brings my attention uh, it, it, or gets my attention is the idea of like thinking back to the role of the shaman w within culture and, and you know oftentimes the role of the shaman within the tribal village would be someone who would in particular be in tuned with the dream space in a slightly different way and I think that's something that we really have to honor is that everybody's going to have their own relationship with the dream space and as to why that is there's various different variables yet at the same time like some of it's almost like this like soul thing where maybe you know the relationship that we have within our dreams is actually a continuation of the relationship that we've developed with our dreams through past life experiences or even future life experiences so I mean some of us you know within our soul lessons aren't necessarily here to have super vivid lucid dreams all the time yet some of us are sort of here to have like that that unique uh, relationship with your dreams um, as I said in the case of the shaman who maybe would have prophetic dreams like their role would be to be able to like deliver messages to the people of the village um, yet again it's like something that you just want to use uh, you know it, 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 as Avery was saying, you know, even in general, if you have a dream about someone else, you don't always have to tell them about it. If anything, like I'd really check in uh, before you do it. You know, if you have a dream about someone else, and it it could be a dream about anything or whatever and stuff like that, right? But really, just check in because it may not be like you may not it may not be your place to tell them about it, sort of thing. Um, and and, it, and this could be like a positive dream or a negative dream. But again, you know, I just encourage people to sort of check in before they tell someone about a dream that they happen to be in. Um, but again, you know, like I think when we can begin to understand more about what the dream space is, when we actually look back onto like the role of the shamans and how they would use the dream space to sort of gain this knowledge, gain this understanding of like the future and of people's life paths and if they were to ask for it they would actually like give them information about it sort of thing but I mean again you know like these 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 ideas are just like so fascinating and stuff like that but just opening up the, the microphone if anybody else um, bouncing around on these ideas and, and we'll we'll wrap we'll, we'll loop things back into a couple main topics as well but um, I mean, yeah, the, on the on the topic of like premonitions within dreams. Does anybody want to share anything related yeah. to premonitions within dreams they maybe had? So, yeah. <laughs> hey, Michael, welcome. Jack, okay, go go ahead, and um, anybody else after that? Yeah. All right. So, what I gotta say is the truth you spoke about not speaking to people about certain dreams is so powerful from the indigo perspective, man. I mean, you gotta realize that dreams are not just about saying, oh, you came into my dream. Oh, it's all your fault. You, you'd Really, there are certain aspects that we create in our own mind. There are other people that come to us in dreams. And to be able to di differentiate those two aspects is very, very difficult. Sometimes we feel like somebody's coming to us. Somebody's pushing their energy into our reality. And we can really perceive that. And then we go to them and we'd be like, hey, 
you came to me in my dream and you did all this stuff that was really toxic and then they're like, what are you talking about? So it's really about dealing with the subconscious. Like you can't confront people on things that they're not actually aware that they're creating. If they're aware they're creating it, then you can say, hey, you know what? Stop doing this. Or if they aren't or if they are aware, you can say, hey, you know, you can do this. But it's it's like a balance. It's really like, is your mind creating it? Are they creating it? And if you do not know that balance within, then you really want to just chill and not really, like, tell anybody, you know? Yeah, and, and again, you know, like, when people show up within your dreams that doesn't necessarily always mean that, like, it's them, you know, it, it, that's <laughs> that's kind of a thing within dreams is that the, that we're still exploring, we're still learning about, is that sometimes you get into this topic of shared dreams, and then sometimes you just get into this idea of your perception being a projection of your interpretation of that person. So, I mean, it's it can be very challenging to be able to discern if the person you saw in your dreams was, like, your projection of them, or if it actually was in some way, even just in some way, actually them, actually their energy. And I mean, that's the idea, right? Like, it seems as if, if it is their energy, then what does that even mean? Because it seems like their energy is more sort of relating to, like, this, like, package of, of information that we sort of, like, tap into, that we can sort of download into sort of things. So it's like we exist here in the physical and we exist also within like the multidimensional sense and in that sense there's like a part of us that other people can sort of download into their dream space and that actually may still be very much us. It may sort of be like a package of an archetype sort of thing, like a package of energy. And you know I've, I've, had, I've had several people talk to me about like different dreams that that I've been in of them. And it's interesting when they do tell me because it's oftentimes it's like things where I'm just like, oh, like that sounds like something I would do. Or even sometimes it would be very interesting for me to hear what my dream self did within their dreams. Like, um, just like the last, just like the other day, um, somebody else, I'll just share this, share this real quick and pass it around. Somebody said that, like, I used my skateboard to, like, handcuff someone in the dream that was causing some trouble. Like, somebody was having a dream. They were having, like, somebody in the dream who was just, like, causing tr trouble. And then suddenly I showed up in their dream and I handcuffed them with my skateboard somehow. Because it was, like, a magic skateboard, I guess, right? I mean, dream logic, right? Um, and then in another dream, I'll just say, say this one. In another dream, someone talked about, like, and I mentioned this way, way back in another previous broadcast, but just to give some sort of example, someone talked about how in their dream, I was actually like the shaman of an ayahuasca ceremony. So again, for me to hear that was actually very interesting within my path because it sort of got me reflecting on this idea of just like, oh, okay, you know, like, like, is that a part of me that maybe I'm still opening up to, that I'm still exploring, yet is, yet is currently active within the dream space? You know, is, is that an idea that, like, the, the part that other people are seeing of us in our dream space is actually a quote-unquote version of our higher self and if that they see us sort of performing certain actions that may be hints for us to learn about in terms of awakening to more of who we are kind of thing dot 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 question mark so I mean if people do tell you about being in their dreams like that could be sort of the universe's way of sort of sharing with you be like hey you know this is more of who you are and this is how you're showing up in other people's dreams whether you may know it or not but you are Jack go ahead so let me share the story about 
you're in a relationship with a girl, let's say if you're a guy, okay, opposite can happen too, and your spouse, so to speak, says, you cheated on me in a dream. I'm mad at you now. They, they get all angry with you. Okay, let's look at this dynamic. Are they actually jealous or are they uh, putting in that reality in their mind that you cheated on them? Or are you actually somebody that has been promiscuous, that they're picking up on that intuitive energy that you're actually guilty of doing what you did? That's the tricky part about dreams. Yes, very, very multifaceted indeed. Um, does anybody else want to jump in with any, again, you know, talking about like showing up within other people's dreams, premonitions within dreams, anything that you guys might want to talk about? I Actually, I have something I'd like to share. Um, Ashley, go ahead. Yeah. I had a dream the other night about my best friend. Um, her and I actually got married. And I told her about this dream that I had, and I told her what I thought it meant to me. And I said, I think what it means to me is that when I do get married, I want it to be to my best friend. And she took that as a very big compliment. And I just thought I'd share that with you. That's cool. That's cool. And and, and obviously, like, you sharing that to her, yeah, like you said, it, it was a compliment to her. It was very meaningful. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's cool how, again, you know, things that can happen within the dream can, can prompt us to be able to spark conversations within the physical in, in multiple, multiple different ways. Um, I, I was going to say, like I, I mentioned this earlier, but I had a dream. Kyle actually showed up in my dream space last night. I'll share that in a little bit, but still passing the talking stick uh, around. Um, Elysine, um sorry. I, oh, hey. <laughs> you can I, call I, me Ellie. Ellie, there we go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just um, I like what you were saying before about how, like, your, the universe is showing you your path through your dreams or like it's sh like showing you that you're on the right path. I, that's what I took from what you said, um, at least because I, I can remember from nine years old, which was like the craziest weird, like that, this was like when I really started dreaming big when, when I was nine, and I had the most weirdest dream and it was just like there was, a, there was um, people in my living room and I've lived in the apartment, the same apartment my whole life. And there's just people, these people in a circle in my living room, like, n not, like, um, with a fire in the middle, but, like, some type of, like, object in the middle. And they just looked like they were meditating, which was really strange because I didn't know anything about meditation when I was younger, and I just took it as this weird dream, and I was actually lucid in the dream, and I, I made myself wake up because I was so creeped out. That was years ago when I was nine. And looking back at that now, just remembering things as you guys speak, I can actually recall multiple times where I have friends and we're meditating in a circle in my living room and I used to have painting sessions last summer so it's just so funny how like that that little that little like um, little tidbit of like a small incident in a dream years ago will like somehow hit you like a decade or two later and you're like wow was that was that a coincidence like you know it just it just made me think like wow how 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 is the universe really showing me if I'm on my right path or not? So, yeah, just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, that's 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 really interesting. And again, you know, I'd love to be able to have like a, a solid record of all the dreams that we have had 
throughout our life, even going back to childhood, it'd be so interesting if we could see that, because I guarantee you it'd be incredibly obvious for us to be like, whoa, whoa, okay, like that was foreshadowing this, this was foreshadowing that, you know, that was a hint for this, and and suddenly it begins to reveal itself and it begins to become incredibly obvious. So again, you know, like even now it's like what dreams are we having right now that may be foreshadowing dreams and events that are still unfolding within our path. Sometimes dreams are foreshadowing something that might happen in a week, sometimes it might be happening in a year, but Evidently, like the universe is like showing us things that it wants us to see. Are we paying attention? Is the question. Uh, Ellie, go ahead if you want to jump back. In. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like a little awkward putting this out there, but um, it's just that's that's something like really big. This whole time I've gotten on to hangouts, like what is my what are my dreams trying to tell me? Because recently I've been having like crazy and crazy amounts of water dreams like almost three or four times a week I will dream of like water 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 and if it's not already engulfing an area where people reside it's living in an area of a bunch of water or a some type of cataclysmic type of water incident and I mean these type of dreams have been going on for months for me now and it's becoming like a little more like I want to say scary, but I don't want to be afraid of this type of thing. But regardless, like it's just really um, eerie to have to like to actually know that things can be premonitions, and then to re to constantly dream about the same or the very very similar, you know, thing happening. Very very eerie for me. But um, yes, I I totally think that they are trying to say something nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, just keeping the conversation opening, and, and again, Ellie, thank you. Uh, does anybody else want to jump in on, on anything related to that? Premonitions within dreams, dreams showing us the future, etc. Actually, et listening to Actually, something Ellie said um, made me recall something that I had dreamt about years ago um, back in high school. Um, I remember a few years before it happened, I had this dream where I was working with one of my guy friends, and I remember waking up thinking, well, that could never happen. And then a few years later, the ex- I remember while working with him, I just having deja vu and saying, oh, my God, this is so familiar. I dreamt about this, and I just thought that was so amazing. I've actually had few, a few dreams where that's, that's happened to me. Uh, again, you know, just more examples and stuff, so that's awesome. Thanks, Ashley. Um, okay, guys, just still bouncing around. Anybody else who maybe wants to join in, jump in on any crazy premonitions that, that they've had? Has anybody, does anybody feel that they've, you know, again, premonitions? Ellie, did you open your mic there? If you want uh, I just want to um, say something really quick. Like, you know, uh, of course everybody's entitled to, like, their own ideas and beliefs and stuff. I really do somehow intrinsically feel like, you know, with with this, this, like, kind of gift of, like, you know, slight premonitions, whether big or small, I, I, I somehow really do feel like it's possible just to, you know, harness it in a way to, like, for the betterment, you know? It, I, I don't know if I can word it any other way, but, like, if, if somehow you were to continuously train yourself whether, you know, like how, say, you know, people, bodybuilders, they train their body and then look at them, they're huge. You know, it's just like like your dream state, your subconscious mind. 
the, if you continuously practice that lucid dreaming state, I feel like there's so many possibilities to where your your out of body your out of body self can just really go far beyond like you know what we even can like perceive now. Um, I really feel like that's a big possibility. That's why I'm like I've always been so into the dreams because I just really feel like there's there's a purpose in them coming to us rather than just knowing but actually ha taking action towards it. I, I always advocate for um, dream, dream, dream training. Yeah. <laughs> dream training. Yes, exactly. <laughs> cool. All right. oh, no worries. Cool. All right. Dev, Dev has joined the game, so welcome, Dev. Um, okay, guys. So, yeah, let's let's keep bouncing around. And, and, again, you know, I think the conversation has gotten into some really, really cool stuff. We've, we've talked, talked a bit about nightmares at the beginning, what we can learn from nightmares. We've talked about things manifesting from the dream space into the physical, how real that is, and maybe is that sort of foreshadowing something that we'll begin to see more within the future? Is manifesting things from the dream space into the physical maybe something that, like, other extra galactical civilizations are perhaps more in tune with maybe i mean imagine the reality in which you could you didn't have to build a city but rather you could create it within the dream space and then manifest it into the physical dot 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 is that possible maybe maybe we'll see um so again you know thoughts like that are just ones that really uh float my metaphysical boat and um yeah again you know like the idea of like even just what exists beyond the dream space like the dream space is not obviously like the final frontier and everything like that there's dimensions beyond dimensions and again bringing it back to empowerment uh talking a bit about lucid dreaming and uh again you know talking about the idea of like premonitions within dreams and, and just uh what we can take from those what we can learn from those, when to share them, when not share them, and also the idea of a shared dream experience. So I'll, I'll just say now, I'll, I'll just share a bit about um, a recent shared dream experience, and again, this is just like a bit of a documentation to, to for me to be able to practice sharing this as well. Um, yeah, so the other night, Kyle, who who is also in the dream class, uh, he showed up in, in my dream last night, and I'm honestly like I'm trying to... I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head, and, and let me just sort of like preface like within from last week to this week. It's interesting because like again, you know, I've talked about this multiple times before. Where if I'm my dream recall is at its best if I'm not smoking cannabis. And since the last class, there's been a few times where I've like smoked cannabis, which I did so like willingly. And and part of the reason why I wanted to do it was to be able to like see, you know, like okay, like is this still affecting my dream? or even like doing cannabis and then like not doing it for a day and then doing some mugwort tea and then noticing how that affects it. And so this was uh, like after two days of not doing cannabis um, and then having mugwort tea. And, and I find that mugwort tea, uh, having recently only started using it, definitely gives me sort of like prolonged recall of dreams. Like my dreams feel a lot longer, not to say that they aren't always long, but I can definitely sort of like recall the longness of them. Um, so again, you know, within the past couple of weeks, uh, I have written down my dreams. They're, they're kind of sketchy in terms of just my full recall. But there was a dream that I had a couple of days ago, and Kyle was in it. And again, you know, I'm trying to fully remember like what it is, even just as I'm saying it. But basically, what the, the gist that I got out of it was that it was actually like me and Kyle like doing like training 
It was doing like sword training, which again sort of like parallels into a lot of what we talk about within the physical dimension with like the Jedi training and the warrior archetypes and everything. So it, it was interesting. And then again, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to piece this together, but it was interesting because like Kyle was actually um, it was like I was going through some sort of test, and it was against Kyle for a reason. And it was weird. Like it's 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 hard to explain, but it was almost like there was like this like, yeah. I, I'll, damn it, I can't even like really put it into words in a, in a way that really like makes sense. Um, which again, it's just like uh, dreams. But yeah, like there there is there is some aspect of things not being the way they appeared, meaning that like Kyle was like there to train against me but like he didn't want to at the same time because like there was like something else like more, more important that was happening or something um yeah again like it's hard for me to even put into words but actually what what actually ended up happening after that is that me and Kyle actually ended up like getting into like some crazy uh like sword battle with like a bunch of other people which was kind of interesting so like here we were trying to like we were, we were like kind of training with each other and and I was like I was like and someone else had chosen Kyle to do it, and I was just like, oh, that's interesting, it's Kyle that I'm fighting, and, and like, this was like a test, like, I had to, like, beat him in order to, like, do something, in order to, like, claim a title or something, and then, but then, like, Kyle, like, didn't fully want to do it, but again, you know, and then, like, and then this other, like, battle started breaking out, and I remember, like, legitimately being in, like, sword combat, and I, like, remember, as vivid as it was, like, actually, like, stabbing people with, a sword, like it was kind of like medieval, like shield shield combat. And again, you know, this is even like a month ago. I had like a similar dream where I talked about this um, within like the another dream class. Um, but yeah, no, that so that was just uh, me trying to recall through the documentation of this broadcast some of what the dream experience that I had, where like I said, Kyle showed up, which was the interesting thing. And, and again, you know, and, and I'll pass over to Kyle in a second. Um, for me, it sort of goes back to this idea. It's just like, okay, me and Kyle haven't met in person physically. We've obviously connected through Facebook. He's been involved with the project. He's been in the Hangouts. We talk about a lot of stuff like online together. The warrior archetypes is the thing, dot, dot, dot. But is there maybe something here that's actually hinting at, um, you know, a, a more metaphysical connection? Like, have me and Kyle actually perhaps, like, been in a past life together where we actually, like, fought on a battlefield together or something like that? And, like, maybe this is something that, you know, the same idea can apply to other people within the Paradigm Shift community, which is, like, something I'm actually quite open to. The idea that a lot of us, many of us, all of us, in some way or another, carry that warrior-guardian-type archetype within us, and, and it's awakening through different stages. And, and so, I mean, in, in some cases, it would make sense that, like, for us as soul to sort of go through these processes of multiple life experiences, parallel or past or future or otherwise, in which, you know, we have actually, like, bonded together as kin through past experiences of being on battlefield together. And, and, and like, that scenario when, when your life is in someone else's hand is actually, like, such a very spiritual thing. And, and it's such, like, a human thing. And it may not be totally as common... Um, for many of us, but I mean, you know, like, this is like a conversation in itself, but I mean, you know, like, like, I, th just like the idea of like the, the quote unquote, like spiritual lessons of war would, would, would be a, like a topic, you know, for another discussion or whatever, but 
yeah, so again, that was, that was just me just trying to share, but again, just reiterating that Kyle showed up in my dream, and we, we did some sword combat stuff together, and uh, yeah, no, it, it was epic, though, like, it was it was really epic, like, it was really intense, and we, like, totally kicked ass and stuff like that, so, um, Kyle, shout out to you, man, so, Kyle, did you want to, did you want to say anything, because cause I'm, I'm not sure if you, like, had any, like, parallel dreams or echo dreams or anything, but yeah, go man. ahead, that's already wrong. <clears throat> Hell yeah, dude. That's or like, awesome. or what does it mean to you to hear that? I guess again, going back uh, to the idea of like really sharing. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool because it makes me feel like a a like a uh, I don't know like a leader figure. Like, oh, you have to to go up against Kyle to earn some kind of rank or whatever. That's kind of that's really cool. That's cool. It's very like honoring honoring too. I was like, oh, that's it's really unique. Awesome, and I definitely do think I resonate very well with that idea that, like, at some point, like, in time, in the past, or in other dimensions, we've like aided each other in massive battle and conquered whatever. You know, like I do, I do, I do resonate with that very well, and I frequently have dreams of, <clears throat> you know, doing some kind of combat or battle and. You know, a lot of the times it's usually like oriented around like rifles and stuff and close quarters combat and dipping around corners and shooting and getting blown up and shit and that's usually like the combat dreams that I generally would have. Um, but the the whole sword fighting thing, sword fighting thing, and in this in this whole warrior archetype that's like been going down this summer. And then, like, lately I've been getting scooped up into, like, bullshit and life and weird social situations and stuff. But, <clears throat> dude, everything about that is, like, so on point because right before, I guess right before I started getting, like, sucked into, like, having to do some stuff and, like, hanging out with other friends and shit, um, I was doing this this sword training with, with and I'm, I mean, I'm still doing it, sword training with this big piece of rebar, you know? So, I definitely see how that could carry over. And, um, when did you have that dream, man? When, when, when about did you have that dream? Uh, that was, like, two nights ago. Nice, two nights ago? That's cool. That really resonates yeah. well, though. And like, it, it, I feel like I, I feel like I recall it, though. Like, pieces of it. <laughs> the, uh, the training part, though, I definitely kind of recall some of that. I like it when people tell me, like, oh, you know, I had, I had this dream, and then I was in it, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, I can either just tap right into whatever you were you were seeing and see it now, or I'm remembering it or something. <clears throat> it's crazy. Yeah, that, yeah, again, like, that, that I, I know what you're talking about there. It's just, like, remembering remembering it like it's just like how can I remember this how can I how can I vividly like know that this is a part of my experience which again goes yeah. back to the idea that that if that's the case where like intuitively you're just like someone's telling you a story and suddenly you're just like whoa like this is clicking like that for me is kind of like a hint to the idea that it wasn't just my projection of you like that was actually like the higher conscious version of you which is still connected to you which is why you're able to connect in with that memory kind of thing yeah so, dude right yeah. Up. yeah exactly what you're talking about 
Yeah. That's really um it's really awesome though. Yeah. It yeah. is really awesome. It's like a powerful dream. We're doing combat together. That's very yeah. it is a very powerful dream and it's a very powerful statement and message. Yeah. Symbolically and everything, yeah. yeah. And brothers brothers of metal. Brothers yeah. Man of War. Um yeah. I was just I was just gonna say though another thing to keep in mind is uh, you know for for anybody um, is like again like the astrological alignments and, and how those could potentially open up dreams and how most recently we we've gone through the Lion's Gate the eight eight August eight alignment which a lot of people talk about as being like very significant which again you know like stepping into the role of the lion like being courageous with our love and like being courageous with our intentions and everything like that and being able to like stand bold and use our voice and everything so I feel like the lion does parallel to the themes of like warriors and guardian archetypes and everything like that so I mean in in some way it would make sense for for me to like have a dream like that within the alignment of the lion's gate if I want to connect those dots in that way but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, Kyle. Is there anything, anything else you want to hit upon? Absolutely, man. I've always got you know, <laughs> stuff to say. Um, now, I was really looking forward to that, hearing that dream that you had, because that's really awesome, man. Um, I do think, yeah, I do think. I'm just trying to think of what, what, you know the whole training thing. It's like, you can't think of against Kyle. It's like, what would I be saying to be like, no, no, you can't, not me, because I'm something else and blah, blah, blah. You can't, can't be me. It has to be someone else or something. I don't know. I could see me doing something like that, you know what I mean? Being like, no, we must not, because our, or maybe I was like trying to explain like, but first we must understand that by combating each other we are knowing each other's battle skills that like that way we know where we will be on the battlefield together so if we do get lost and separated I will know where you will be because I know how you fight and you know how I fight now so now you also know where I will be on the battlefield and you'll be able to come and help me too if I need yeah, it's interesting to almost like try to finish the dream story within the physical. It's just like, just like, wait, like, what was what was the answer? And then to yeah, to be able to like ask you you hear something like that. Like, I think that's a very interesting thing. And I was just checking my book. I, I mean, I know I said it was two days ago. Um, this just goes to show like how crazy dreams are and stuff like that. Uh, that was actually last night. So so that was this morning that that I woke up from that dream just to crash. Oh, snap! Really? So, it was I had a like last because last night's dream for me was really cool and crazy. Lately, I've been dreaming about being in some kind of like not exactly craft, but it's like it's like, and sometimes you're there. Like we're all standing around this giant Oculus thing. We're standing around a giant Oculus device and we're like looking through it to worlds but it's like we're watching it like oh what are what is this race of people going to do next well let's let's go see what is my surrogate over here doing oh wait I need to go like jump over here or something real quick you know what I mean it's like it's like we're in a craft looking down upon dimensions and we're like looking over a city and we're like look at what we've made 
look at the roles that we play while we're there. That's a very observative sort of feeling, kind of like like you were the architect, and now you're watching your structure that was built in action or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Deb, Deb, go ahead and welcome to the game. Hey, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, also, like what you guys were talking about earlier about the uh, premonition stuff, and what you were saying about having uh, Kyle in your dream. Um, one of my one of the dreams I had a while back, actually, um, I was uh, I was an animal in the zoo, and one of my friends was the zookeeper, and I'm just kind of pouncing around in my cage, and I'm getting angry. I want to get out, but the zookeeper's kind of He's feeding me food and he's uh, he's trying to keep me calm inside the like inside the den, and it's really funny because two days later it was the weekend and we're at a party, and the guy he's having a little bit of beef with me and I'm kind of getting worked up, and my friends the same friend I saw in a dream he's almost it's it's almost amazing because he's almost going through the same actions as what I saw inside the dream and he's he's kind of like nah dude like calm down man it's okay that's just your ego getting offended. You know, like settle down, and at that moment, I kind of recalled, like, oh, that's that's what you like. That's what that's what you said in the dream. I had was kind of like a really cool connection because I do believe like our higher selves are all they're connected all the time, whether we know it or not, right? If you think thoughts about a person, that person almost kind of subliminally, either depending on their level of awareness, will will pick up on it, you know. And uh, I just think like I have those kind of dreams often, especially with people that I have like close relationships with. They kind of take on a uh, a role or like a character inside my dreams that kind of represent the uh, the, the the fashion they're playing in my waking life, and so just yeah, really cool. And uh, what do I say? I think, uh, I'll say it again when I remember it. But yeah, <laughs> word word man. Yeah, again, you know, like I think it's really interesting when you start developing like an intimate relationship with with people, your friends, your family, and then, yeah, you start like getting more into the like reality where you're experiencing things in the physical, you're experiencing things in a dream, and they're bleeding over and they're blending and everything like that. Yeah. Which, you know, like I feel like that's that's our discussions right now are kind of stepping stones towards this future where more and more of us will be in those places where at night, you know, we keep talking about this idea of going to the dream tree at night. And right now, like, we're, we're working on it. But in the future, it's going to be, like, this thing where it will be, like, common. It will be accessible. And we will go right. there. And it will just be, you know, in the same way we, like, log on to the internet and play a video game together, it will be, like, going into the dream space and sharing that space together and continuing to work there and continuing to heal and grow and create there as well. And that will be, like, part of our evolution as as humans is that it will go, like, people say, like, you know, oh, humans stopped evolving. It's like, no, not necessarily. Like, humans are evolving into a multidimensional awareness yeah. with the foundation being grounded here in the physical as well. So, um, yeah, Dev, do you want to yeah, all right. Uh, no, I'm totally with you there. Cause, and I believe that the evolution is going to take a path where we're not even going to be, like, we're not going to, it's not going to need to sleep. You know, it's like, it's almost just like, kind of like a telepathic kind of, um, a telepathic kind of communion where um, the messages that need to be sent are being sent just through the awareness of, like, each other's being. You know, we're not going to need to go to bed or fall asleep to kind of go to this this dream state, because we do have it labeled right now as dream, 
dream, meaning you're in bed and you're sleeping. But I mean, like, I think we'll get to the part of in our evolution where we kind of we take the la we take the label away from the word dream and just kind of have it. Oh, we're uh, just like kind of the different dimension. You know what I mean? It's it's not going to be. It's going to get to the point. I believe that we're not going to need to go to sleep. I mean, because there's already there's already there's already monks and and guru and uh, yogis that are, you know, they're they're just uh, just 24/7 in the waking life. Their awareness is within the uh, is is within different realm, realms and they're it's uh, multidimensional. They're just there all the time, and they kind of uh, they have access to sentient beings there through the waking life. They get like you know they see symbols to their mind with their mind's eye. You know, they feel feel sensations. And it's it's just uh, eventually going to be integrated, whether we we direct ourselves there or not. I truly do believe that it's just where the natural law of the universe is is going to take us. Hmm. Yeah, I I totally man. Like I I hear that it would be really cool to just sort of get a glimpse of like what. 200 years in the future might look like and then just sort of like use that to sort of continue to motivate us in moving forward but again you know we hear stories of like civilizations from the future and everything like that and that's why again you know given the chance I'd love to be able to ask them what their experience is with the dream space but I mean there's so many multi-dimensional aspects to this reality that are continuing to open up and, and I again I think even just like in one year, two year, five years, ten years from now like this reality is going to be like a lot more expanded for those who are ready to see it from that point of view. And again, understanding that like not everyone is like not 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 everyone as a soul is like necessarily like here on Earth to sort of fully wake up to that full multidimensional aspect of their reality. And we have to respect that. And that's why you know like with the things that 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 we do with like the free hugs and giving out the shift buttons and awakening people within the matrix, like it's like all well and good, but we also have to accept that it's there are going to be people where it's like within their soul path where they are here to still like experience like the core of like that physical and, and that is where their experience is grounded in and they may not fully get into their dreams which is like I mean people who are interested in their dreams right now like we're the minority but I mean that's only relative to the population of like billions of people that does not mean that there is not a lot of us because there are a hell of a lot of us and it only takes one of us to be able to make the difference so again you know the motivation behind this class is like encouraging us to, to explore these dream topics, to explore our dream space, to bring it back to the sense of empowerment <laughs> and to just like the, the space of like the space of being able to to move forward uh, on our path, like with more lucidity, right? You know, like awakening within this dream, awakening within this part of the dream, and, and understanding like what that actually means to, to each person. Um, I was going to say, guys, right now it's a uh, 12:22, and uh, like I said, I, I would like to try wrapping this up by one, which will be in about 40 minutes, just to give us a bit of a like. I, I just want to try it. I just want to see if it's possible because normally we go for like two hours, but that will also just like be good for some of us to get to sleep earlier. But um, we'll we'll still do uh, a little bit of discussion with the dream tree. I do have something that I want to show you guys um, that we actually showed in one of the previous broadcasts, but it's actually uh, an awesome 360 VR. 3D rendition of the dream tree that uh, one of our friends actually made and, and I'm going to show that to you guys in, in a little bit and we'll talk a little bit more about you know anything related to shared dream experiences and also just bringing back the intention of meeting at the dream tree but we got a couple more minutes so let's keep bouncing around um, Michael did you have you had your microphone open did you want to say oh, something okay. and 
welcome, welcome to the game. So. Thank you. Um, you can hear me okay? Pretty, yeah, I'm just going to boost it, but go, go ahead. It's, it's decent enough, so. Okay, that's good. Um, well, I, you saw my idea about the, uh, the armory. The shift, the shift armor, the weighted shift armor. The shift armor. Like from Dragon Ball Z inspired ideas. Yeah. Yeah, for people who don't know. <laughs> what, what what did you think um, about that? To like actually have it like physically. Yeah. I I, I mean I yeah anything to like sort of like it, it evolve the training process is pretty cool. So having like weighted armor like how Goku and Vegeta use, I I'd, I'd be down for that. <laughs> Well, when I when I saw that scene, I was just like, I I totally gotta gotta share this idea, because I mean, when you're talking about empowerment, uh, but I mean, you can use. I I'm what I'm thinking is if there's a psychological element to it that, um, like it, it's it's more than just physical armor, you know, it's like there's something special about it. And when you when you put this on, it's like you're saying you're you're letting the world know. You're letting the animals know. You're letting everything come into your space know that you are a well, you could say a guardian or a you know, a shift warrior, if you will. A super shifter. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, like... <laughs> you know, you, you have your own thing. And, and when, I, when I saw that episode, and I saw, like, you know... Uh, and there's all types of armors, you know, that... Uh, that they use in, in Dragon Ball Z, but uh, one of the things is they had different armor, they had different training gear as they went, like there was the training gear for Earth, then when they went to Namek, met with those other, um, you know, Frieza and his squad and stuff, they had different armor, and supposedly that armor was stronger and better than you know just training gear that they had on Earth. So it's just it, it really had my idea um, about that, and also um, you know the the concept of a of a sensu bean. Um, you know how you're able to to take something uh, that's able to to recharge you because believe it or not, I think a lot of the things that people have a, a a tough time with well whether it's training or whatever it is is endurance you know and especially in the West you know people are not not everybody but you know we could be lazy you know so how, how do you how do you feel these concepts sort of tie in with the theme of, of dream class well, you could take that armor with you in the dream state uh, for um, 
you know, lets people know or whatever you come in contact with, lets them know who you are. And also um, maybe it has different properties in the dream state than it does in the physical state. Kind of like if you do a ritual with a sword in the, in the physical, if you watch somebody who's just like, look at this clown waving a sword around. He thinks he, he, <laughs> he thinks he's the center of the universe. But in the dream, it's like, wow, it's like a flaming sword, and it's like he's suspended in space, and the planets obey him. You know, so it's like they have different properties, you know, but it's still just a tool that, you know, people use, and it, and it works. Yeah. So again, you know, like getting getting creative with with the different tools and the different elements that that we can bring into the dream space, I think, is a really interesting idea. So again, you know, like we were talking about this, Mike, a little bit earlier, and I don't think you might have been tuned in for it, but you know, just using anime as an inspiration for things to create yes. within the dream space. So I mean, yeah, like do things that anime characters do that that Dragon Ball Z characters do that Goku would do as inspiration for what you can do in the dream space. So I mean next time you become lucid like start charging your energy. Start like grounding yeah. into the earth. Start like calling in like the energy of the space around you and like try gathering like a spirit ball. Like not even a big one, just like a small one in your hand. Cuz you can do that. And and again, you know, like the, the even like the whole like Dragon Ball Z thing, like maybe maybe the inspiration behind that actually came from higher dimensional dream concepts, right? So, like, let that go full circle and inspire us to awaken to more of those ideas within our higher dimensional dream selves as well. So, I mean, every night when we go into the dream space, we are literally accessing these quote-unquote higher dimensional spaces. How do we want to use the time that we have within that space? Like, let's get creative about it. You know, like, let's use it to do training. Let's do it to, like, expand our abilities. And, and in doing so, like, I think that's going to be something that we may not fully know exactly, like, how much that is benefiting us in this present moment. But down the road, I assure you that it will be important and, and it's valuable because I think there, we're, we're moving towards a time where, like, the universe is going to be, like, asking us dreamers for a more active role within the dream space. But again, you know, like that's something we're we're kind of crossing that bridge as we get there, kind of thing. Because I think we're still like we're still like babies at this stage, like in terms of awakening to our dream potential. So we still have to kind of yeah. still have to kind of go through kindergarten and everything like that. Well, what I wouldn't just say like basically, you don't you don't have to you don't have to just stick to say one anime. The beautiful thing is there's so many animes that. If you chose a little bit from each one, I mean, you'd you'd be set. But it's not just animes; it's video games. And think of from A to Z how many different video games there are. Somebody's got to have some very interesting ideas that you can use. Uh, and it could have been a video game maybe in the 1980s that you just find like, wow, this guy's like talking like, you know. He's from Japan or something. Or it, it could just be... You could use... And I've done this before. And there's... How many different... You know... Uh, series in, in a video game. You know, there's not just... Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. There's Majora's Mask. You know, there's, there's so many different... Games to just one... 
game usually. And so you can use these different concepts and like, wow, like, okay, that, that definitely was cool in a video game. But what if I could take that and like use that in a certain way? Use that to my advantage. Because, uh, you know, society is not really uh, giving me much help on this. So why don't I take like just all the stuff that I know and like use it um, in a way that is useful and is helpful? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, and so again, you know, like as like a little assignment for for the people who are listening to this, like I really encourage you guys to like fill your inspiration cups, so to speak, you know, like you have like a basket of inspiration if you want to think about it that way and start putting ideas into it. So I mean, you know, like start reading graphic novels, start watching awesome animated movies like start going to movies not just with the intention of like being quote unquote entertained but you're actually going there to like download ideas that you can integrate into your creative space and so I mean again it's th th this is all like well and good and this is all very exciting but I mean the next steps in doing that are to be able to become more lucid within the dream space because like what good is all this if we can't actively bring it into the dream space, how do we create that bridge? How do we like build that next step? And so, I mean, again, you know, for people who are listening to this, we've talked a lot about like different ways to to be able to like work towards lucidity. And then I encourage you guys to go back and check out past broadcasts because even though they're in chronological order, the the, the information is very like non-linear, and you can learn a lot from any of the past broadcasts in this, which is again all through the Paradigm Shift Central website and through my YouTube at youtube.com/skullbabylon or look up Paradigm Shift Radio on iTunes or blogtalk.com forward slash paradigm shift radio. But again, you know, like, lucidity is, like, such a pivotal thing that we want to be able to work towards, um, yet not something that we have to feel like... It, it, it's, it's something that kind of happens when the time is right, yet it is something that has to be earned. It's something that requires willpower. It's something that calls us into a place of willpower and intention. Um, well, let's take a couple moments here to talk about the specific topic of like lucidity within dreams and lucid dreaming uh, and any practical tips that anybody wants to share. Does anybody want to talk about any lucid dreams that they have had and, and like what those meant to them? And again, you know, like sometimes like lucid dreams are kind of like a rare thing. Um, and some of us maybe only have had a handful. Like I've only had like maybe like that I can fully remember like less than like 15-ish and they weren't like super incredibly vi vi vivid. Some of my most vivid dreams to dreams and so again it's something that I'm still working to as well um, Ellie the person who is on Ellie's camera I, I saw you you had your hand up did you want to did you want to share something about lucid dreaming and if so feel free to unmute yourself and say hello yeah I did um, what's yeah. Up? this is uh yo this is headhunter Jack this is <laughs> hey Jack welcome <laughs> this is Jacob <laughs> hey Jacob uh, Hey, if, I, I just want to say, if nobody knows about DubFX, you better fucking know by now. <laughs> DubFX is, is awesome. I just wanted to share one real quick lucid dream, if that's okay with you. Go for it, man. All right, well, yeah, one time, I took a nap for like 20 minutes. I lay down on the couch. It, it maybe even wasn't even 20 minutes. But right in front of me on the wall, it said, God bless our home on a painting, right? And... I, I awake in like a Morrowind building, like very sandy, very like almost like 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 
like Middle Eastern style, like cushions on the floor. If there was a couch, it would be cushions on the floor, a lot of rugs and stuff, incense burning, low ceilings, wall drapings. And I walk in, I turn a corner, and there's a man with olive skin and long brown hair, and he's sitting down with a woman on these floor cushions, and he's wearing icy blue robes. And he stands up, and he walks up to me, and he says, Hello, Jacob, I'm Jesus, but here I'm known as Dennis. And when I woke up, I looked up that name, Dennis, and the literal definition for it is, God is my judge. But he said, come with me. And then what I remember next is we're walking through a wooded glen, evergreens like Seattle. And he's, we're hunting. We're hunting this, this green warrior, a female warrior in green armor. And when we found her, I had to fight her. And it was almost like Dragon Ball Z, up and down, flying through a bunch of power, you know. It was very intense, very, 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 very vivid. Heat of the moment, like I had to win. But I finally win, after going up and down, fighting and stuff. And he says, now come with me. We have to make sure she's gone for good. And he did something, and I saw explosions of energy. And that was that, and I woke up. Mind blown. Wow, man. Yeah. that's intense that's intense and so like when when you say like this was lucid so like you knew that you were dreaming in this moment yeah I did well actually no I don't know it was just a nap you know 15 20 minutes that's it yeah but it was just like extra vivid for you and like obviously you remembered it really well super intense it was almost like yeah. if you've ever played like Assassin's Creed Black Flag, you go up, up and you can go up to the top of the, the pirate ship or whatever, whatever ship you're on. It was like that, but I was going up and down, like fighting super fast with her. And that bitch was fighting really, really well. I said bitch, I apologize. It's okay. She was a strong warrior. But um I thought it was very interesting because before all that, there had been this um this older woman that had been flashing through the hallways of that house. And I wasn't the only person that saw it. Other people saw it. And also in my dreams. Like, for exa example, this one dream, I was running. But I was being chased by this, this old woman in a nightgown. And I fell. And I was laying on my stomach, and she's stabbing me over and over in the back. And each stab is like an electrocution. And then I wake up to my friend kicking me. He said, time's up. So I just think it's... It's, it's almost like as if everything we go through each day has an incredibly unfair, deeper meaning. And it's like on top of everything we have to do in this today's society, we have like that, ex that like standard, like we, if not ourselves we're holding to, something is. And it's just, it's very fresh. It can be very frustrating, but once you find your niche, whatever your purpose is, and start developing yourself and cultivating these things. Skull Babylon has done a lot, a lot, put in a lot of work just to do what he's doing. Whether for everyone, others, or himself, or just a triad of forces, I don't know. But it's great work. And the important thing is, and this goes for every individual, everyone, no matter how much help they receive, has to learn everything by themselves. And you're the only person that can ever change your own. You're the captain of your own ship. And uh, there's a lot 
everyone, we all have to learn. And before we can ever get anywhere doing that, we have to learn how to work good with ourselves and each other. Brother, I just got off of work. I, I'm going to tune out now. Thank you for letting me speak. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Check out Dub FX, listeners. <laughs> Take care, brother. One love. Awesome, man. Thanks, thanks for dropping in, man. That's a treat. And yeah, shout out to Dub FX. Uh, dude, and, th and thank you for sharing your, your dream experiences. We're going to talk a little bit more about Lucid Dreams, but thanks for kicking it off there. So that's awesome. You're welcome, man. Have a good night. Bye. All right, cheers. Cool. Um, yeah, okay, so let, let, let's keep bouncing around a little bit more, guys. I, I, I'm really excited and curious to hear a little bit more about some other vivid dreams or lucid dreams that maybe you guys have had that have really stood out with you in some way or another. And and there was something I was going to mention way earlier about like a nightmarish dream that was okay, a super vivid dream that I had from way back when I was younger, but it taught me something. I'll share that in a little bit, but Deb, you got your mic open, so so let's do that. Yeah, just like another uh, practical tip for getting getting lucid. Um, it was said in the last broadcast for Dream Class as well. Um, someone someone brought up the uh, treating every um, treating every time you go to sleep as a ceremony. And so I've uh, actually started. Uh, I bought some uh, Santa Paulo incense, and I've uh, taken this. Um, uh, Bob and Sana, it's a plant that grows, you can, you can order this uh, extract, it's an extract tincture, and it's a plant that the, um, if you go do an ayahuasca retreat, it's a, it's a plant that they add to the, uh, to the brew, and it helps, it helps induce lucidity and um, creates visuals. So when you buy this uh, tincture, this extract by itself, I put it in the, in the uh, comment section or the uh, chat, so what it'll, what it'll do is that when you go to bed, there's going to be DMT released. And so the Bob and Santa is going gonna, gonna to synergize with it, and it's going to uh, help you become lucid. And so um, that's though, like, I've just started doing that, and I've had two lucid dreams in a row in the last two nights. And I've only, I've only started treating my, uh, my, my bedtime as a ceremony for the past maybe, uh, like, for the past three nights. And two of them have been lucid, and I'll talk about the last one I had last night just now. Um, I uh, so I, I took I you know I was getting ready for bed. I listened to a bit of binaural beats. I uh, you know I burned some incense and I did crystal meditation before I went to bed. And you know I just went to sleep and I I woke up in this dream and I'm on a kind of cool how the guy was talking about being the captain of your own ship. Um, I was on a ship. And I actually, it was really, it was really, um, it was really, it was really, uh, really, you know, the water was really uh, um, violent. And I actually got thrown overboard into the water. And so I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm flapping because I'm thinking I'm about to drown. But I'm kind of lucid, so I'm kind of, there's, there's this kind of fear, but I'm like, what's going to happen? And suddenly, um, uh, my spirit helper actually, takes me and just pulls me right underwater and just goes straight to the very, uh, the very surface of the ocean. And down there is like this, this beautiful red glow. And it was kind of just, uh, she was kind of giving me this intention to kind of like stay grounded. I'm like, but you threw me off the ship. I was trying so hard to hang on. And she was kind of telling me like that was your problem. You weren't willing to let go and kind of let life, you know, let the storm hit you and see where it takes you. So I was kind of like, okay, cool. And she grounded me. And I kind of, you know, it was a short dream, which kind of sucks. It's not like, 
whenever whenever she like whenever she comes into my presence, I'm like, teach me more, like like communicate with me. Like I love I love hearing from you. And so it was kind of yeah, it was a, a really quick dream. She helped she helped ground me and kind of this, this the lesson was just that, like plain and simple. But um I wanna you know, I wanna do more like kinda like I wanna I guess I wanna almost like entertain myself in dreams, but I almost can't I can't take control in that facet yet just because I don't know, it's I can't do as many cool things as I'd like to do. Like I can do a bit of parkour before, you know, life hits me with this lucid dream lesson and I'm like, okay, I'll listen, but yeah, uh, treating your dream, treating your bedtime as a ceremony is uh, has been huge for me, and I think that's a really easy one to do. You can buy some incense, and because you're go, you're going to bed, and there's DMT being flooded into your brain, and so just how you treat like you know doing shrooms or ayahuasca as a ceremony, treating your dreams as a ceremony each night really kickstarted it and really kind of boosted it for me, as well as the uh, Bob and Silent Ting shit. So yeah, that's there you go. That's awesome, man. That's I'm I'm glad to hear that. Even just from like last class to this class, uh, that you've able to sort of tap into those results and and yeah, like just reiterating, like I I agree, like noticing and, and recognizing that every time we go to sleep is a psychedelic experience. What happens when more of us start approaching it with respect and approaching it just like with intention? And I think again, you know, the universe hears that. So again, like take those extra moments as, as silly as it may feel to sort of like state your intentions or to just be able to create that space. And um, yeah, even just uh, going back to the ideas of, of like lucidity coming into your dream space, um, Tony was just mentioning in the chat that uh, lucid dreams are common during short afternoon naps. That's obviously uh, something that we can just remind people of as well. So I mean, you know, again, like if you've kind of been like going throughout the day and everything like that, kind of like go take a nap. Try not to do it on a full stomach. Try doing it on like a relatively like empty stomach or moderately empty stomach. And uh, yeah, just kind of like see what happens because more oftentimes than not, like those can sort of trigger lucid dreams. And again, it's partly because like your mind is already fairly awake. And and it's and, and it, lucid dreams are sometimes triggered when it's that process of like your body going to sleep but your mind staying awake and when your mind staying awake it brings that brings that curiosity or that inquisitiveness that is just like wait a second like am I dreaming right now like I could have sworn I was just taking a nap oh yeah I am dreaming right now and then that's what sparks it right so it's sort of like that internal reality check and moment whereas like if you're just going to sleep deep at night like sometimes it's just like the mind is just fatigued and it just drops right into the dream space which again is like good experience as well but not always super as prone to lucidity which is why like sometimes when we talk about lucidity we talk about like having the wake back to bed method where you kind of like wake up at like 3 a.m. kind of like get up stretch a little bit don't expose your eyes to any bright lights and then kind of meditate and go back to sleep and, and see what happens with the intention of like keeping your mindfulness there as you go to sleep. So um, yeah, no, Dev, I, I think that that's really awesome that, that you're able to have that. And and again, like just I want to ask you, like the, the relationship that you that you mentioned with that 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 character, that female character. Um, this is a character that's appeared in numerous dreams that, that you've had because we've sort of been talking about like recurring patterns within dreams, or not even so much recurring characters. But but in this case, I'm I'm just curious to ask, like that that female like she's like sort of like a, it's a dream guide you're, you're sort of saying is there more that you can maybe tell her tell us about her um she's at she's um she's been with me ever since I dated ayahuasca she's kind of it's just it's she's just my spirit helper and I'll be in a 
you know, I'll be in a, a situation in waking life, and I'll kind of, uh, I'll kind of get this, this idea out of nowhere, and it's, it's, I, she has this, you know, a distinct, a distinct presence, just like everyone, uh, everyone else does, right? She has a personality, she has features, but it's uh, the spirit. It's, it's something you can only feel, and kind of your thought forms kind of form themselves. And yeah, it's just a, it's just kind of a spiritual based relationship with my spirit helper, and she she's uh, she helps me in my dreams a lot. So it's really like it's it's really a privilege and it's really a pleasure to be that deeply connected with her and have her have her uh, be have her kind of help me integrate and teach me along and show me all these things and tell me these lessons from the spirit world. And one of the things that actually just kind of this just blew my mind is that um she's she she communicated to me that the spirits are actually they're they're just as yearning to kind of be reintegrated into human existence back in the day humans and spirits coexisted all the time and it was it was, it was the common thing and we've kind of drifted away from the spirits and the spirits are yearning for human consciousness to reintegrate and become whole in like the cosmos again so it's to actually kind of to hear that for me is different. To hear it from the spirit itself is it it's it's mind-boggling. To hear her tell me that I'm like wow, like it's it's like yeah, I, I want to, and it's, it gives me a motivation to go and you know become more aware of the multi-dimensions and kind of integrate in that way. But yeah, so yeah, she's just my spirit helper, and it's it's yeah, truly truly a privilege. Wow. Dude, that's that's amazing. Um, again, just to be able to help like document that within the recording of this broadcast, again, to sort of like show like what's actually happening here. Because again, you know, I think you bring up a really key point is that the dream space, our dream process, it isn't just about us. Like it's actually about like us like being a bridge between ourselves and like other spiritual conscious entities and, and you know other forms of consciousness and and you're right you know like I think it's very interesting and it's a bit of a paradigm shift when you think about the idea that there are spirits that are like trying that, that they're looking for dreamers who are awakened you know they're just like they're like you know like we want to be able to share this information with you yet we can only fully share it with you in such a way when people are sort of consciously awakened to that level and, and I mean yeah. again you know like I, I think spirits are interacting with people and they are doing it through like symbolism within dreams and and in ways that we may not recognize as spirits but it's still coming through us I mean and, and this gets into this whole idea of like you know like who is deciding what shows up in our dreams right like it's almost as if there's like this higher level director yet maybe there's like multiple directors right there's like assistant directors and some of those assistant directors are like spirits right so I mean it's almost as if like you know our higher self sort of like loads up the level of a dream and then within there like another dream character sort of like enters into it out of their own free will to be able to interact with us and again just being open to those possibilities this is very interesting because like maybe tonight someone could go to dream, go into the dream space and you know when they're in a dream, they're in a dream and suddenly like this other character appears and like if you're lucid, you can kind of say to me like, be like, where did you come from? Right? Like how did you get in here? Right? Like ask them, ask them how they got in there because I'd be very curious to hear their, their answer, right? They could just be like, oh, I just came through that portal over there or something like that, right? Um, but again, even just what you're saying, the idea that this spirit actually began showing up after you did ayahuasca is totally something 
to take note of again for anybody listening to this and obviously like ayahuasca is like such a serious thing and it's such like a potent experience and and I, I'm just fascinated by by your accounts of it um, having led over beyond the ceremony and into this relationship that you developed with a person within the dream space um, is there anything more you want to maybe expand upon that because again like I just that's incredibly fascinating and you know that's a whole topic in itself but thanks yeah, for sharing um, also like I mean if, um, I, you don't have to go and like do ayahuasca to kind of to to be able to become aware of your spirit helper. I mean, your spirit helpers are there already, and they're they're pretty much waiting for you to truly call out to them and ask for their guidance. And it's just like with anything, the more you do it, the more you kind of form. It's a relationship. It's truly a relationship between between you and the spirit. And the more the more love you give it, the more you water it, the more it blossoms and it becomes even like healthier. So I'd I'd, I'd advise everyone tonight to kind of make that another intention to go with, to go to sleep with the intention of like show yourself to me. Like would will my spirit guide please show thyself to me? And they'll answer if you're truly if it's true in your heart about it, they they will show themselves to you in the way that you will learn the most from it. They're not. They're not gonna kind of. One thing that ayahuasca doesn't do for me is kind of is uh, live to my expectations. I kind of be like, "What's the answer to this? What's the answer? Tell me." And she's kind of like, "No. You will need to learn. Like, I need to go through the steps of integration and, the, you know, to learn what I need to learn before she kind of just gives me this uh, this, this this answer or this this sign." But yeah, like truly, it's it's. I think it's. I just kind of wrote it because I was feeling her presence as I was cooking dinner tonight, and I'm like, "Wow, I need to write about her right now." And I missed. I did the Facebook post, and um, I, I like, I do now believe that that's that getting in touch with your spirit guides is something that is just so crucial to becoming whole as a human. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, and and again, you know, like we'll just take a few more moments here because we're gonna get close to wrapping up this this episode. But I think this is just a, such a ripe topic. Um, again, like in terms of the spirit guides, one thing that just really gets me thinking and everything like that is the idea that you know here we are going to sh going to sleep and entering into the space, and then other intelligent entities entities are entering into our space. Yet, who's to say that like those like spirit guides? aren't in themselves like actually anchored to a physical body somewhere else which is like something we've briefly talked about in other classes but again you know like it's interesting to think about the idea that maybe there's actually other intelligence out there in the galaxy that are like living their physical existences on their their planes their earth planes and then at night or even just in a non-temporal way are like going to sleep so consciously that they are like able to navigate this space and be able to be like, oh, like that human on Earth, like I'm developing a relationship with them, and you know, and they, they'll be like, that's my friend, like that's someone who I'm like contracted to in a way, and you know, and they show up in the same way. Maybe that's actually like what we're actually beginning. That's actually a, a preview of what our future may look like as well, our future for each other. You know, what actually happens when some of us actually become spirit guides for other people. And again, this goes back to the shaman thing. Like, the shamans within, like, cultures would do that. Like, they would enter other people's dreams. And again, this isn't something that we hear too much about today, but I think it's something that is, like, 
granted only to those who have pure intentions, right? Like, it, it, I would imagine there's probably some sort of threshold that, that you, like, you have to kind of be, like, at a certain level in order to be gifted this ability, because otherwise it could be abused, and, and the universe is kind of aware of that, in a sense, or at least, you know, these are some ideas, but... But yeah, like, you know, imagine how crazy it would be, Dev, just as an example for you, you know, you're developing this relationship with the spirit guide, whether, it, like, it is a version of, like, you know, Mother Ayahuasca or just Mother Ayahuasca helped you open up more to your connection with the spirit guide who you are already connected with. But imagine you're, like, out there flying through the cosmos someday and you land on planet XYZ and then you, like, get off and then, like, this beautiful, like, woman meets you and she's like, hello, like, it's me. Like, I'm your spirit, I've been your spirit guy for the past 10 years. It's nice to meet you in person, right? Like, again, I don't just know what I'd do. Yeah. I'd die. I'd just be like, oh my god, what? I'd be so amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? And know what would be even cool if, if they were just like, if they were just like thanking you. Because it's just like, you may not know it, but you've been teaching me. Like, you've been teaching me about my role as a guide sort of thing. So it's like, how can we show up as guides within other people's lifetimes, not even just within the dream space? So, I mean, again, this is sort of like expanding this concept. In the same way a spirit guide shows up within our dream space and is kind of like saying, like, by the way, you know, like, like, let go of the ship, right? Like, you're holding on too tight. We can sort of do that within this physical dimension for other people. Again, thinking about this as a shared dream where you're sort of like gently planting those seeds for other people and you're showing up as a quote-unquote spirit guide within the physical dimension for other people. Again, just another way of thinking yeah. about things. But yeah, and You brought up something really great there. That's actually something that she's herself has told me. And I asked, I'm like, why do spirits, why do you care to interact with a human like me? And she said, because of the, the, the capacity and the, cap, the capacity and the capability of human love, the uniqueness of human love is what the spirits love about us humans. And she said that that's what, that's what that they, they, they thrive off that. Like they, when, when you bring that human love to a spirit, the spirits themselves can't necessarily, they have their own unique way of loving it, but they, they said, well, like I speak of they, like she told me that like it's the human the humanness, the human love that they're so that they want to interact with, and you know we've seen the human love in movies and stuff like that, where it's like I'll never like you know it's it's this, you know like someone's about to die and they like they jump in front of the bullet. She was talking to me about like, it's that kind of love that the spirits love to be connected to, and it's and it's why they're they're helping us, and they want the same like they want to reintegrate the two together. And I think it's just it's such a beautiful thing, but. I uh, I can go on uh, forever about ayahuasca. Like I, I'm like telling all my friends, like, dude, you guys want to go to Peru? Want to go to Peru? Want to go to Peru? And they're like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't know yet. I'm like you have to, but yeah. Oh, did Dev freeze? Dev, I think you just froze just there. Or no, maybe you didn't. Maybe you just stopped talking. No, yeah, I'm done. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, like, yeah. Click the button. For <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So again, man, thanks for thanks for bringing up that topic. I, I think that's a really amazing topic, and, and we'll sort of um, wrap things up, and, and we'll sort of begin to segue uh, into the closing end of the conversation. But before we do that, just opening up, does anybody else have any thoughts on any of the stuff that that Dev and I have just spoken about for the last couple of minutes related to spirit guides, related to the role of spirit guides, related to us being spirit guides for other people within this dream? What what does that what does that make you guys think about anything else you guys want to say? We'll take a couple moments here. Uh, Kyle, you got your microphone open. Go ahead. Yeah. 
I've never had a spirit guide, dude. Sure you have. You haven't become aware of, of it yet. Yeah. It's not you don't have one. Everyone does have one. You need to grow your relationship with it. You need to call out. It's always been me, though. Every time it's been someone guiding me, it's been me. Well, like, that's another idea in itself. Is like us, our higher selves, being our own spirit guide. I've heard of that. That's another way of thinking about it. But Kyle, go ahead. Yeah, it's um, it's just really weird because people talk about embracing this or that, or like they pick a deity that, you know, it's like you know I've done like some deity stuff and I've done a little bit of just about everything, honestly, um, when it comes to occultism, knowledge of the occult, or practice of the occult, or, or magic, you know, whatever you want to call it, across a vast array of everything from, like, you know, like regular witchcraft to chaos magic to, like, Satanism. Like, I've, I've touched a little bit of it all, or a lot of bit of it all, a lot of it all. Um, Throughout everything, it's always just sort of been me, though. Like, I've never had a, like, I've never had something that, re or for a while it was the Baphomet, I guess. For a while it was just the Baphomet. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Brendan? Yeah. So for a while, it was, it was you know, it was just yeah. the Baphomet creature. Um, I guess I could goat, still say The it goat is. with the boobs? Yeah, the goat yeah. with the boobs and the dude dick. Which is oh, super, wait, super symbolic and not just like some like... <clears throat> yeah. Um, no, yeah, no. For a while it was the Baphomet. And, you know, like that could be a thing for me actually. Like that's actually just kind of like answering my own question. Like It's always been me, but you're right, it was, it's the Baphomet actually. For a while, I took a lot of that, and, and like I drew on it for a while, and I used to have this big pewter Baphomet. It was like a three-inch thing. It was like huge and heavy. People would look at me all weird. But... No, See, I... I no, I was just gonna say I like that symbol, but it, it's hard to wear it in public without people thinking, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a very it's powerful, a very powerful symbol. symbol. Yes. What would Kyle? I mean, without having to get too far into the conversation of what Baphomet, Baphomet is, what would you say like the Baphomet represents? Opposed, like again, you know, like just kind of like distilling some of the fear about it. Knowledge, wisdom, um, fertility. Really, that's like the top, the top stuff. Um, for yeah. me, the Baph for me. Baphomet kind of goes to the original meaning, which is like a combination where you have like a man and a woman's body combined with a goat's head on top and the flame in between the horns. So that's combining all things from, you know, human beings to animals to forces of nature. So that's wrapping all things into one being, deity sort of thing to look at. So like that right there represents kind of all things, but it, it's taking a little aspect of everything. Um, for me, it's a sign of power. Like, well, not power, but well, yeah, you could say power, but not like authoritative power, but 
divinity, that kind of power. More like divinity, not power, but divinity. And, um, like, just knowledge, wisdom, and knowledge of being. And being humble, to just be wise and humble, and it's also a sign of fertility also. But for me, it's more like focusing on the knowledge and wisdom and strength aspects of it. Yeah, and, and again, like the Baphomet symbol, I, I and mean, Kyle explained it, but yeah, like a lot of people see it, you know, they kind of like associate it with like Satan. Or Alistair Crowley and all that fun stuff. But again, yeah, one of the things yeah, is that yeah. like it has like the, the, the hand. Yeah. Yeah. I I was just gonna say, you know, one of the things is that like it also has like the yeah. one hand up, one hand down, like as above, so below symbolism and yep. stuff like that. But I mean, we'll have to. I, I would I would love to sort of see even just like a you know that could almost be like a a, a question or a conscious article about like you know like sort of. Uh, like revealing the truth about the Baphomet or, or sort of something like that, you know, there could almost be an article about that in itself, but, you know, we'll sort of leave a bit of the discussion there. But, but yeah, Kyle, yeah. is there anything else you want to say related to like the spirit guides aspect? I mean, like you said, um, you sort of like kind of answered a little bit more of your question as you were kind of talking about it there. Yeah. Is there anything else? I tend to do that a lot when I'm like, oh, you know what? It's like, no, it's you magic. just answered your own question because information loops around that way. Um, no, yeah, I guess, like, for a while, um, my, my, not, it wasn't exactly a guide, but, well, I guess you could say a guide, yeah, straight up, it was a bad for me, and, um, other than that, it's always been, like, me, or, like, a faceless version of me, of just a being of, of light, composed of, like, physical, solid, dense light. But with no facial features, like Slenderman features, like one of them Slenderman or the big feats. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's interesting, man. Because I, I, I do not like, really I'm, like I'm, a Slenderman. No, no. Yeah, I'm definitely open to the idea of like us being our own spirit guides. I, I think that does sort of for some people that that may like make more sense for them, sort of thing. Because I mean, again, you know, like even. When I'm like out and about on my day and I'm kind of like getting synchronicities from the universe, to me, that's like me communicating with my higher self, right? Like when I'm like seeing like the nine sixes and the eleven elevens at the right moment, like to me, it's just like it'd be like, like, all right, like cool, you know, like that's me talking to me, that's me talking to the bigger me, sort of thing, you know. Like I put that there for me. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's all you, like it's. I mean, depending on how big outside the box you want to get it, like even devs spirit guide is still him if you really want to start, you know, it just decides, it just depends on where you want to sort of begin creating labels on things, so to speak. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay guys, um, just checking in, it's a bit after one o'clock, like I said, I, I'd like to be able to wrap this up uh, soon, and uh, yeah, we'll get in a few more uh, talking points. Jack, go ahead. So... Are you guys wanting like a reading before you go to sleep? The Indigo Angel. Right, right. You you got a sorry, I just we got to mute when I'm talking. But yeah, you you got you got a deck. Okay, so Jack has actually offered to do a little bit of a tarot read. So yeah, we can totally do that. We don't always do it during the dream class. We usually 
do it during like the team building hangouts, but since you've offered, yeah, we can totally do that. So um, Jack's gonna do a tarot reading, and then, um, but before we do that, let's just take a moment here. Does anybody else have um, any other? I mean, we didn't talk too much about the shared dream. Uh, I mean, we ha we did talk about the shared dream, but we're gonna bring it back to the idea of the dream tree again, and we're gonna end with a closing meditation of the dream tree. Um, but again, I just wanted to open it up. Does anybody else have anything else generic or related to some of the stuff we were talking about that they either just want to bring in before Jack does his tarot reading? Um, if it's okay, can I also do a uh, a crystal calibration? I have a grid set up here actually. It'll if you want if you want to do a quick. A quick one of that as well after Jack. That'd be awesome. Sure, man. That sounds cool. So. Cool. Okay. Um, all right. Anybody? Just again, just opening up. Does anybody else have anything related to general topics that we've talked about here that they might want to mention? If not, that's totally cool. So cool. Okay. So um, we'll pass it over to Jack then. So Jack, you can you can lead us into uh, a tarot card reading and and draw this into the dream topic, however you feel inspired to. So, yeah. Thanks, man. So, thank you. So, we're going to keep this really tight because, you know, we want to make this very powerful for everyone. And I'm going to lead off with three cards tonight. First card is compassion. Compassion is very important. Boom. All right. Second card. Release, relax. Third card is Mother Mary. Yes, the feminine energy. So chilling. Like, that's one of the most powerful parts of this right here. Compassion, release, relax, and Mother Mary all together. So, guys. Girls, everyone here involved, we're really um, being called to go into our higher heart. Compassion, release, relax, and Mother Mary. These are all very feminine energies. So we really need to connect with our divine feminine. We really need to have compassion, release, relax, Mother Mary. It's a very beautiful energy for tonight. Just dreams are relaxing into your subconscious. It all ties in together. So when we relax into our own subconscious mind, we start to create a new future divine reality. Cool. I dig it. Thank you. Thanks, Jack. Nice. Yeah, again, you know, like, I, I like that idea of just, like, being able to relax, like, bringing in the art of relaxation into our practice. Like, that's such, like, that's an important thing to do even when going to sleep is just, like, intentionally relaxing. Like, some people go to sleep without relaxing. Like, they'll just, like, go to sleep because they're exhausted. But what happens if you can actually just, like, you know, like, not try to fall asleep right away, but just, like, chill out. And, you know, just relax and connect with your breath and everything like that. Because I feel like that in itself is a good way to transition into the dream space a little bit more. Cool. It's a 1-1-1 one, one, one on the clock. Good sync. Good sync. Cool. Okay, so, Deb, you, you want to lead us through some okay. sort of 
grid work type thing. Yeah. So go ahead. And did you have, you got video? Okay, cool. So yeah, give a give a little explanation for the video for people who are listening to the podcast audio version. Okay, sweet. So I got all these crystals set up here, and I've uh, invited the uh, the spirit of the elephants because the elephants are the they have a very um, in depth capability of tele telepathic communication. The el the elephant pack they all kind of they're most of their communication is actually telepathic, believe it or not. And so I've invited their spirits to kind of help us kind of integrate ourselves and so that we can kind of become aware of each other inside of our hands. I have a big, um, a bigger shard of amethyst at the top for the vision to kind of the mind's eye to open us up to the, to be able to see the vision and be able to see the dream tree. I have clear quartz then surrounded by the grid because the, uh, the clear quartz amplifies amplifies all the crystals that are laid within the middle of it, so kind of giving it more energy since there's a lot more of us. I have another piece of amethyst. I have the sodalite, which is the, for the throat chakra, adventurite for the heart, citrine for the solar plexus, carnelian for the sacral, and bloodstone for the root. And so what it's doing is aligning all of our, like all of our energetic system and awareness towards one kind of one goal. And so if you... If right now, I just want you to kind of carry the intention of being able to meet each other at the dream tree. So if everyone can have that in their minds, that actually creates a more powerful, unified awareness which will kind of stick up between between each of us. So if you just want to close your eyes, if not, and you can take a minute or two to kind of visualize the dream tree and imagine seeing everyone there. And I guess it'd kind of be pretty cool if you if you actually, um, Brandon. If you actually want to segue into into your meditation, we can do that, and I'll just keep doing a uh, Reiki. I'll keep sending out Reiki energy through the crystals because I can. Um, uh, after that, I'm just kind of I'm kind of silent. I'm kind of concentrating on the crystals, so I don't have much to say. So, if you want to go ahead, that'd be awesome. And then I'll do the crystals. Cool, cool, man. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll pass we'll pass it off, and um, yeah, before. We get entirely into the uh, meditation. I did just want to show you guys something to help us visualize it as, as well. And uh, as I mentioned, this is a very special gift that has been created uh, for us in the Paradigm Shift community by one of our friends uh, who is actually the same author and the artist who um, recently put up a video that we posted to Facebook about like the holographic um, matrix of reality and it was like the guy in the alien mass talking and there's all like cool graphics and stuff. Uh, if you, it's, um, it is on the main website of paradigmshiftcentral.com. I just can't remember the entire title of it but it's about like holographic something higher dimensional. Oh yeah, it was like the universal holographic tree or something like that. But it was really, really cool. Anyway, so this is the same guy who's like actually worked on uh, an early version of a 3D uh, virtual reality rendition of the dream tree. So I'm going to switch things over to um, screen share. And just for the people who are watching this, um, this is the image that we're referencing. So this is the dream tree. 
Um, and a lot of you who have been tuned into this before are already familiar with this, but I'm just showing you guys again. And you'll notice that every time we do the broadcast, for those of you who are paying attention, the portal, like the energy around the dream tree is actually changing. So the graphic like is at its core, it's there, but like the energy of the portal is constantly fluctuating. It's constantly evolving. So like look at it now and just kind of like even take a moment here to like meditate on the sigil of the paradigm shift sigil and just kind of like doing an open-eyed meditation on there. You can literally just like take a couple breaths. So again, you know, for the people listening to this, you know, everybody watching this, just encouraging guys to look at that meditate on the sigil just with open eyes see like the visualization of the portal and for those of you not seeing the visual again it's the tree out in the field with the paradigm shift sigil floating above it between the two pillars of knowledge and the portal energy emanating around it in beautiful fluorescent colors and it's a beautiful mandala and it's pulsating and it has its own life to it so just take a couple breaths here, and then I'm just going to show you the virtual reality. So again, just for everybody watching this, just take a moment here to like look at this image and just relax your eyes on the center of the sigil, and then just gently take a breath in. And gentle exhales. Again, gentle inhales. Gentle exhales. And just encourage you to follow the rhythm of your own breath. We'll kind of begin to slowly segue this into the meditation, but the paradigm shift sigil, I'll just say on a side note, is designed to be meditated on with your eyes open. So beyond this meditation right now, really encourage you guys to go back to these graphics and to try meditating them on your own and you'll be able to tap into the energy of this entire collective, of this entire community. So I'm just going to switch over now to the visualization of the dream tree. So you'll be able to see here, this is uh, just playing this within YouTube, and I'll post a link into this, into the show notes of the episode, so that people can find it. So if you go to Paradigm Shift Central and you look up the uh, page for the episode of August 9th, you'll see this when you scroll down. So it's a little choppy on your end, but this is like me actually controlling the camera now. And again, this is our buddy Universe, that's his name, and he has made this. This is like a pre-early alpha rendition. But you can see, like, this is actually like bringing us into a virtual reality version of the space. So if you had VR goggles, you could actually look around right now, and then you can see like there's like there's the tree there, there's the paradigm shift sigil floating above it. He's got like a early version of the flower life spinning around it. Even when you look up at the sky, you can see like a crazy Metatron cube. You can see like the galaxy. You can see the pillars there behind us just spinning around and getting closer to the tree. You can see the fluorescent colors off of it. So it's like, this is like some super cool stuff and this is like actually a preview of what you can look forward to in the future of the Paradigm Shift project, which is going to be like very VR implemented. You know, I've always been saying that a lot of this project is really designed around like the idea of like having foresight of the technology that's going to become available in the future. And one of the technologies that I feel is going to be very exciting is virtual reality and shared virtual reality experiences. So with that said, let's segue this right into our closing meditation. And uh, yes, let's let's all do this now. So 
All right, guys. So for the closing meditation, again, the intention, the shared space of the dream tree. And I'm just going to put up the image again, actually, just for those of you who might prefer to keep your eyes open. Please feel free. Please feel free to meditate on this image if you'd like, and I'll just talk with the audio. So again, the intention here is to meditate on the space that we are creating within our imagination so that we can arrive to it collectively within the dream space. And some of us have actually made it there. There's actually two documented cases of people who have made it there within the dream space. Some people will make it there just by happenstance. Some people will make it there because they become lucid and they get there. So in doing that, we have the possibility of being able to meet in the dream space, to be able to share ceremony, to be able to gather as community, to be able to celebrate, to continue to learn. This is the baby steps, the first steps that we're taking towards a very exciting prospect and a very exciting intention and objective. So at this point, I just invite you guys to close your eyes. Again, even just before you close your eyes, just taking another look at the image if you want to. And then when you're ready, close your eyes. And then from here, let's gently just connect with the breath. This will just be a quick meditation, yet still potent. So connecting with the breath, gentle inhales, gentle exhales through the nose or the mouth. Gentle inhales, and as you do, just softly beginning to visualize the paradigm shift sigil within your third eye, within your mind's eye. And so continuing to breathe, inhales, exhales. And as you imagine the sigil, you can gently imagine the portal energy emanating off of it, the gentle pulse And so just keep this visualization before we even arrive in the field just of the port of the sigil, the paradigm shift sigil by itself with the energy. And then let's just quickly scan our body, relaxing ourselves a little bit deeper. So bringing attention to our feet, our legs and our knees, just relaxing our feet, our legs and our knees. Continuing to breathe, bringing awareness to our thighs and our hips and our groin. And gently allowing those parts of us to relax as well. And then bringing awareness to our torso, to our chest, and to our back. Just allowing us to become more calm, allowing those parts to relax. And bringing awareness to our arms, our elbows, our forearms, our hands. And again, just allowing them to relax. Continuing to breathe, bringing our awareness up to our neck, our throat, our jaw, our nose, our eyebrows, our cheeks, our face, our ears. And just allowing all of that to relax. And so connecting with the breath gently will bring our presence into the space of the dream field. And so standing with grass underneath our feet, 
We can feel the texture of dirt between our toes. And using the textures of our environment to deepen our awareness, to deepen our sensations. And off in the distance, the visualization of the sigil, the paradigm shift sigil in your mind's eye, still there. You see the dream space begin to fill in the rest of the image as you see the portal activating even more and you see the tree, the dream tree itself appearing underneath the sigil. And then from there you can see it off in the distance. Yet before we go there, just taking a moment to observe the sky and you see the sky in filling itself with celestial magnificent beauty, stars, nebula, the dreamscape within the sky. And so before we walk or float to the dream tree, let us take a moment here, referencing back to an earlier part in the class, let us put on our spiritual armor, so to speak, our spiritual garments, not necessarily just armor, but put on the clothing you would as you arrive within this higher dimensional rendition of yourself. So gently pull your awareness into a third person perspective and create through your imagination the version of yourself that is a reflection of the spiritual armor that wears the spiritual armor. So you can imagine the gold of it, the silver, the crystals. You can either wear armor or not. You can simply wear a robe, a flowing robe. Anything that feels magical to you. Embodying your visual connection to your higher self, to your higher elf. And so as you bring yourself into this connection with this visual reference, gently bring your awareness back into the body, back into the form within this dream space. And slowly from here, you can gently walk as much as you want and slowly move towards a dream space, yet also choosing if you want to slowly float your way there through the intentions of your mind, guiding yourself from the single point of your pineal gland, of your third eye, allowing that single point to be the anchor of your intention. Where it goes, you go. And your depiction of your physical body follows with it. And so as you float closer towards the dreams tree, you can feel your feet grazing against the grass and even touching the tips of your fingers and even the slight breeze of the air against your skin. And so you arrive at the dream tree and around you you see slight sparks, little orbs floating around like fireflies dancing. They themselves or other entities also gathered in this place. Other characters within the dream and amongst them you do also see 
other entities in the physical rendition in the human form. You see the fellow dreamers within this meditation arriving together. And as we all begin to arrive together around this tree, this tree surrounded by our friends, by our family, by entities that we may not even fully realize are there. Let us gather and slowly walk closer to the tree and just taking a moment here to express our gratitude with it while we are still in this space. And so in the same way physically you would go up to a tree in the forest, express your gratitude to it in a way that makes sense and feels right for you. So this could mean hugging it. This could mean gently just placing your hands upon it. This could mean doing all of this and gently placing your forehead against the tree. And as you do, just connect with this tree as the dream tree, as a reflection of our intimate and our intricate and our infinite connection. Feeling the energy of the dream tree, feeling it connect into the roots underneath us, spreading out throughout the dream, and also traveling up into the branches which in themselves connect to the portal connect to the beacon of the paradigm shift energy to the sigil and in doing so connect with your breath and as you do feel the energy being drawn in from both the portal and the roots into the trunk of the tree and into your own breath into your own heart so take a couple breaths here and just visualize as you breathe feeling cool luminescent color moving up and down the tree into your into your lungs into your breath into your heart connecting you to the intimate moment connecting you to the love and as you do let your love be shared with the tree knowing that the love you put into it is crystallizing it more and more is manifesting this shared dream space so that all of us can continue to arrive there knowing that all of us already have arrived there and through our practice we are merely arriving with that moment so take another few breaths here just in your own silence connecting with the tree connecting with gratitude connecting with love and crystallizing it through the process gentle inhales and exhales so while you are here within this meditation imagine right now 
that you are in the dream and notice the similarity imagine that this is right now your dream experience and what that means to you and so with another breath slowly or gently take a moment when we're ready to step back from the tree and before we do you can gently just place your forehead against it if you haven't already and just connecting with it really expressing your gratitude just thanking it thanking all of the trees thanking all aspects of creation for being here in this dimension in every dimension and so as we've stepped back let us gather around the tree in ceremony holding hands together all of the dreamers here in this space in this meditation in this moment in this reality that we are creating for ourselves in this future that we are arriving into in a past that we are awakening up to and we'll conclude the meditation with three simple ohms knowing that the ohms carry the vibrations and the intentions that we put into it and so let us put our intentions of crystallization into the ohms our intentions of gratitude into the ohms so connect with the breath and then gently we'll take one more deep inhale and do a soft ohm together so take a deep inhale when you're ready and gently ohm under your breath or as loud as you choose good and so just continuing to breathe take another gentle inhale and we'll do another ohm as loud as you want as quiet as you want let it carry your love let it carry our gratitude let it crystallize this tree for more and all to experience so gentle inhale together we'll synchronize continuing to breathe this time if you haven't already visualize what our collective ohm looks like within the meditation visualize the sound waves being visible visualize the se the sequence and the cymatics and the frequencies connecting into the roots connecting into the trunk of the tree and in doing so creating a new mandala a new pattern emanating and echoing from the heart of the tree itself so let our ohm reach the inner parts of the tree in the deepest micro quantum levels so again we'll take a gentle inhale and then one more ohm so inhale together 
good. And so still holding hands with the people around the circle, take a moment to look around and smile at your friends, smile at your family, your soul family, your star family, reuniting here within the dream space. And again, see this moment as the dream. Recognize that you're already in it. And let these memories that you're creating, let these meditations that we are gathering around let them guide you. Let them be a beacon for you to return to this space. So when the time comes when you are lucid, you will know how to find your way back here. Your heart knows the way here. And your thoughts will guide you to it. So just take another moment here, just appreciating everyone, even just hugging the people in your imagination, in the dream, thanking them for being here, those you may recognize, those who may be brand new to you, just thanking them for showing up, all of the shifters, all of the light guardians, all of the beacons, arriving in this space together, co-creating, celebrating, coming together. And so, at this point, we'll gently, when you're ready, sit down underneath the tree. You can either sit down with your back against the trunk or in front of it, looking up, looking at the trunk. And we'll bring ourselves into a meditation within this meditation to transition ourselves back into this awareness of our physical body. And so still acknowledging the robes that you're wearing, the golden spiritual armor that you have equipped yourself in. Acknowledge this part of yourself. See the magic in it. Remember who this is. Remember who you are. And get excited about the fact of returning to this space. And so as you sit down and meditate within this imagination, within this meditation, let that be the portal in the segue back for you to gently reconnect with the body, with the physical body here. So keeping the imagination vivid, keeping this memory ripe, still feeling the connections to the roots, still feeling the connections and the visualization of the paradigm shift sigil in your mind's eye, knowing that simply meditating on that sigil, simply imagining it within your mind's eye, it in itself is a portal back to the dream tree. So simply by falling asleep, meditating on a visualization of the paradigm shift sigil is one way to bring you back to the dream tree and something for us to still explore within future discussions and meditations. But acknowledge the portal. Acknowledge our connection with it. So take a couple more breaths here, filling your lungs and your heart with gratitude for this moment, for future moments, for all moments, for all parts of the dream. And gently, when you're ready, you can slowly bring your awareness back to your physical body by gently wiggling your toes and your fingers. And when you're ready, you can slowly Open your eyes and return your awareness to the space around you.
Aho, fellow dreamers. Cool, guys. Hey, hey. All right, so let's, uh, we'll check back in, and uh, how's things going on, on your end, Dev? Pretty awesome. Um, I don't know if you guys are feeling anything, but, like, my hands are actually really buzzing just with kind of, like, especially when I was kind of, uh, you know, I was imagining holding everyone's hands, and then all of a sudden I'm feeling these sensations on there, like, are these the crystals? But then it's, it actually feels like, somebody else's awareness. Someone was really concentrating on the hands and I can I can feel it all on this side. So I don't think it's just the crystals. I don't know if could you guys feel the crystals at all? Are any different sensations? I was really um, concentrating on the amethyst. So for visualization and the throat for astral projection. So mm. I don't know if you guys felt anything. Cool. Well, Kyle, you got your microphone open. Did you want to share a bit? And and Deb, yeah. thank, thanks again man. That's awesome man. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Nah, that one was awesome, though. I just put a lot of shit out on that one, man. <laughs> a lot of negative shit. That was fun. Cool, cool, man. Sweet. Has anybody here um, within this class of people here, have any of you guys, like, experienced the dream tree yet within your dreams? Like, so far, it's Ashley and Jamal who have, who have had some experience within the dream space. Uh, of the dream tree, but has anybody else? Not yet. No, that's no. That's, I've had dreams with you in it, but not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and again, like, and I mean, the fact that like I haven't had a vivid dream of it yet, like, just means that you know it's still something for me to work towards and stuff. Because again, you know, it's possible. And again, inviting people listening to this to join in on on what it is that we're doing here and let that be like let that idea be like a little point in the future to create for yourself to arrive to. And again, you know, like in five years, ten years, like I think it will be very cool to like look back on what we're doing right now to the seeds that we are planting right now. Yeah, man, that's going to be really cool. Yeah, and it's a thing that takes patience, you know, like each time that we're like going there and we're, and we're meditating, it's like we're gently like watering this tree, you know, with love, with thoughts, so totally. Absolutely. Cool, cool. Awesome. I like that it's um, the symbol that is above the tree is like something that draws you towards it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like so if you're having a dream and you see that that like almost like a bad signal, you know, up in the yeah. air, it's something that you can draw draw to. Yes, that's and that's totally like been the intention of the paradigm shift sigil from the beginning. Like it's multifaceted, but yes, like it's a it's a beacon and it's a portal and knowing the power of symbols in themselves, just seeing that within the waking state or the dream state has the potential to like draw your consciousness to ideas and also to places. So it's very, very, very cool. Um, but yes, would anybody else like to share any thoughts and ideas related to that meditation? And we'll get pretty close to wrapping things up. Well, I got kind of lost. Did you get lost as in what does that mean to you, Michael? Like, um I was there, uh I, I felt like I could see I ba you know I was basing it off of the things that I saw in the in the YouTube video. You know, with the uh the spinning uh shape. 
Mm-hmm. Like the different spinning shapes in the sky. <laughs> yeah. That's a sky, right? Oh, it's like a space sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space sky, yeah. So, no, I mean, I, no I man's through. sky. <laughs> I followed through, and, and I just uh, sometimes, like, I mean, I, I didn't fall asleep. I just, I just, I was following the uh, the guided uh, meditation and everything, and then, and then I just went to somewhere. I don't know if I went inside the tree or. It's <laughs> all could be, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, dude, that was nuts, though. I always have like that one was cool though. For some reason. Maybe because of the it. armor that you put on. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I felt. Did you did you say in the in the meditation? Did you say something about armor? Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that, like putting on the the spiritual armor, visualizing that, like the golden spiritual armor ahead of time and stuff, just to bring in like more like fleshing out the character of our dream dreams canal no, dream cells. Yeah, you said golden armor, and the like like right before you said that though, I was picturing golden armor, and then it's like you uh, confirmed <laughs> what I was already seeing by saying golden. <laughs> That's cool. That happens sometimes. So yeah, cool, yeah. cool guys. Sweet. Um, okay, guys, we're we're definitely gonna get close to to wrapping this up. Um, did anybody else have any general thoughts or comments or feedback just related to the show itself, related to the episode? Um, again, you know, we covered a covered quite a few topics in this one, and and as always, you know, there's always more to talk about for future ones. And, just thanking you guys for for being a part of this and thanking the listeners as well. Um, but yeah, if anybody just had any like gratitude that they just want to share like with the listeners and with the people and just with the class feel free to share that as well so everybody had fun yeah well I, I was just going to say um, with the brother what's his name Dev, Dave? Dev. Dev. yeah he just dropped yeah, out with, with him talking about his experience and stuff and, and a, a few people I'm sure know I've, I had a very scary unpleasant uh, experience when I did that Ayahuasca thing. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. <laughs> and um, but just to show how far I've come, I mean, just people just used to say, well, it's not just to say the word, but they just talk about it, and I would just feel uh, triggered, and I would feel uncomfortable, and I'd feel like I'd want to like crawl into a hole somewhere, but. <laughs> It's like, to, but uh, to the point I've, I've come to it where, um, you know, people can speak about their experiences and it, it doesn't, um, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't uh, trigger anything. And, uh, and to hear his own experience, because his seems a lot uh, more joyful, um, than mine, and that he actually got to connect with um, some other beings or or what have mm-hmm. you. So I think um, you know it, it's just cool. I, I'm I'm not being um, triggered anymore, and hmm. honestly, cool. it doesn't doesn't bother me. Cool, man. That's good. Awesome progress from one dream to another. So 
Yeah. Cool, man. That's awesome. Sweet, guys. Okay, well, um, let's just... Uh, oh, Jimmy's back. Um, cool, and Jimmy was here for the meditation, too, so that's awesome. So, um, okay, guys, well, let's, uh, let, let's get... Let's let's wrap this up. Um, just a couple things before we do, uh, just to cover some basics in terms of uh, community news. I just want to let you guys know that the next live broadcast that we'll be doing, for those of you who are tuning into this in time, will be on August 11th, and that will be our Paradigm Shift Community Admins meeting. So again, for those of you who are tuned in with this project, you guys know what I'm talking about, but the admins are related to the admins for physical Paradigm Shift communities, those that have already been happening and those that are still getting started. So a big part of this project is encouraging people to take these conversations out into their physical community to help build Paradigm Shift communities where they are, where they can have regular open open-minded discussion and meditation circles and create these meetups and bring people together, build community, be mirrors for one another, help accelerate the shift and help build the tribe. So if you're interested in helping build a paradigm shift community where you are, definitely tune into that, but you can also go and check out previous broadcasts through the main website as well for the admin hangout. And uh, yeah, that'll be always exciting and uh, stay tuned for more information on that. And that'll be Thursday at 9 p.m. EST. And uh, in addition to other news, um, yeah, just reminding you guys, of course, to please support the team Patreon when you can at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton and to be able to sign up for that to support the ongoing team broadcast that we are doing as well as the entire evolution of the project. And in doing so, it also gets you the shifter booster kit which comes with as many shift buttons as you wish. The shifty buttons that have the paradigm shift related imagery on them such as sacred geometry and Metatron's cube and pinecone spirals and as above so below trees and these are tools to give to people to help hack the matrix to help awaken other people within the matrix and each button has a link to the website for paradigm shift central on it so each button is a holographic tool to be able to use in the real world to help gently awaken people within the matrix so again you give someone a button whether they may be fully into the metaphysical stuff or not, it links into the website there. They can watch the Journey to Lucidity movies. They can tune into the previous broadcasts. They can tune into future broadcasts. They can get involved with the community and it opens up a lot more doors and just helps show them a little bit more down the rabbit hole, so to speak. So definitely check those out and again, bookmark or at least check out the Patreon link when you can and you can also go to paradigmshiftcentral.com forward slash donate to be able to do that and we are working towards our next monthly goal of 800 by the end of August. So stay tuned for that and signing up for as little as $3 or $5 a month is the asking price and it is greatly super appreciated as well. And for those of you who may be new to my channel, just uh, I mentioned it just a few seconds ago, encouraging you guys to go and check out the Journey to Lucidity movies. If you haven't checked those out yet, definitely go check those out. Those are full-length movies that we've released online through the Paradigm Shift Central Project and they have a lot to do with dream exploration in it. For those of you who may be familiar with the movie Waking Life, you can think of it is waking life but at a transformational festival so again if you go to my youtube channel at skull babylon and then from there you'll see a playlist for the journey to lucidity saga and journey to lucidity 3 will be coming out in the future and the patreon is also being able to help support that and patreon supporters will get early access to a version of that film as well and uh in addition to that guys just of course encouraging and inviting you guys to share the show with your friends that's a huge part of what makes this show very exciting is when you guys 
guys continue to share and continue to invite other people to tune in. And uh, again, just encouraging you guys to be able to help continue the conscious conversations where you are. And uh, as I said, part of like a shift assignment would be to like go out there and gather inspiration for your dreams watch awesome animes like watch cool like science fiction fantasy movies like go get things that can fuel your dream inspiration go read novels go read like store go read like graphic novels like whatever it is to you just even going out in nature is like one way to fuel your dream ideas and again of course just working towards the city writing down your dreams paying attention to like whether you're using cannabis or not is always a key thing cultivating sexual energy is also another thing and I will say we will be doing a full moon meditation around the date of August 18th and I invite other people to join me in cultivating their sexual energy between now and then to work up towards the full moon. So it's something I'll be doing and again I invite you guys to do that. So that just means, you know, for the males and females like refraining from like having an ejaculation. And uh, yeah, in doing that it helps cultivate the sexual energy and again if you're interested more about sexual energy and, and love and sacred sexuality, you can go back and check out the previous broadcast that we did prior to this one, which was the Paradigm Shift Destiny class, Destiny School all about love and sacred sexuality. So yeah, just tying that in again with the dream space. And again, so just writing down your dreams, working on reality checks, which isn't something we totally talked about in this episode, and uh, meditation is another cool thing, just bringing more mindfulness into your waking state. So bringing lucidity into all aspects of the dream is essentially one of the goals, so to speak. So with that said, though, um, just really getting close to, to wrapping this up, and uh, I just want to give like another opportunity for anybody else who, who might just want to say anything to the people listening. I know Harmony just rejoined the chat and I'm not sure if she was with us for the entire time or she just jumped back in, but shout out to Harmony. Welcome back. Um, but again, did, if anybody just had any final things that they just wanted to say for the class, just short and sweet. And uh, other than that, we will wrap this up. So if not, that's totally cool. So, okay, guys, well, let's do Mike, that then. you got to, like, unmute your microphone and say something. Was, Mike, was, like, Mike was waving. I'm not sure... Mike, did you have something short oh, and sweet? Oh, I was just saying hi to. Uh, okay, yeah, I thought I thought that, yeah, it was a hand wave. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was like trying to get away. Yeah, I was like. Ah, yeah. Cool, cool, awesome but, guys. Uh, okay, guys. Um, so again, just thank you so much to everyone.